Hey everyone, welcome to What Are You Watching? I'm Alex Withrow and I'm joined by my best man, Nick Dostal. How you doing there, Private Dirt? Ooh, dirt. Contrary to the disrespect that I just received, I am honored to be here. Yes, Save Private Ryan commentary. We did it. It went really well. We are recording this intro after the fact where you're going to keep this very, very brief because this is a long episode, but... I put this movie on just randomly a few months ago, and I thought, I don't know. I think this could make for an interesting commentary. It'll be a different vibe for us. We can release it right around Veterans Day, which we are. And it was a good opportunity to talk about Spielberg, which you pointed out we hadn't really done a lot on the podcast yet. So, yeah, I mean, he's uh, whether uh, there's no other way to slice it. Steven Spielberg is one of the greatest filmmakers who's ever lived, and he has not really come up much in our conversation. So with Veterans Day here, it just seemed like this was a great idea. I never thought we would have done this, though. I never thought we would have done a commentary on this movie. Right. I kind of sprung it on you. A few little tips before we get going here. Um if you like watching movies with a beverage of some kind, you can have a fun game where every time we say an F-bomb, you can take a sip or a drink because <laughs> we, uh, we were up there. We kind of uh, make fun of that a few times. There are some talking gaps, nothing crazy there. I mean, like 25 seconds, maybe at most, like even right around like the German machine gun section when they're in the field, there's some talking gaps around there when they get to Ramel. We did record this together, which was great. It was so fun to just hang out and do this in person. And finally, there were some uh, minor audio issues that won't be reflected in the recording. They were all on my end in terms of how well, which is to say not well at all, I could hear you on occasion. So that leads to some very interesting conversations about uh, Rocky, Nick Nolte. I made you mad at one point <laughs> <laughs> during the uh, the machine the German machine gun fire scene. Just uh, listen for there. But seriously, <laughs> we record these so they will hopefully be able to stand on their own. But if you have the opportunity to sit down and watch it with us, I promise we keep it lively, entertaining. I mean, if you think about it, you could really start the movie here. You could start the movie right here, which is what people are going to do. Uh, that will make sense in three hours. <laughs> So when you hear the beep is when I hit play in three, two, one. Do a test for me. Test, 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 test. Oh, cool. Sounds great. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Stop yelling at me. <laughs> We're back. Another commentary. The third, what are you watching commentary? This is going to be our longest episode in podcast history. And what are you watching history? That's true, isn't it? That's going to be, this the is going to be our longest one. The commentaries are always the longest. I'm actually, I think a lot of people might agree with this. I'm thankful that we have this um, little like rest before we get into the heat. You know, it's kind of nice to like not jump right into the thick of stuff and we get a little um, grace period here. Saving Private Ryan. Why did we pick Saving Private Ryan? I watch this as, you know, one does just randomly. It was on, it's always on one streaming service or another. And I watched it like three months ago and I texted you and I said, I think this should be our next commentary because, you know, pretty much everyone's seen it. Yeah. It's always around. And if, even if someone like hasn't seen it in a while, you, you kind of remember what's going on and it, you know, like it's, yeah. it's pretty difficult to forget, but 
Here we go. How you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. I'm excited for this one. This I'm is too. A, I'm too. This is a movie that I, I would have never really thought that we would have ever done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a perfect movie to do for Veterans Day. And uh, yeah, I did. I, you know, we are timing this kind of specifically with Veterans Day. I do. I'm sure this will come up in conversation. I work with veterans every day. So this this movie and a lot of really good, you know, war movies and movies about veteran PTSD mean a lot to me. There are some not so good ones, but this is one that is just a, I mean, this is like objectively one of the best movies ever made uh, genuinely. And like since 1998, it, no one's going to argue with you if you're like, yeah, the, the last great movie made was Saving Private Ryan. You know, like yeah. I've, I've had older generation people talk to me about that and it, you know, it makes sense. It's just it's a movie that's in everyone's kind of conscious, and I'm I'm glad we're doing it for that reason as well. I am too. The, uh, speaking of when you work with veterans, um, do you get a chance to talk to them about movies, like about war movies specifically? Hmm. Tricky. Yeah, that's a it's a tricky thing because it depends on the generation we're talking about, but um, we're I mean we're like two minutes away from explaining. For me, kind of giving my reasoning as to why I don't think a lot of veterans that I have met personally don't really like to talk about these things and maybe don't like to see the movies because they don't want to revisit it. So every veteran um, that I've talked to, Saving Private Ryan about, every veteran who has seen it, World War II veterans, my grandfather was in World War II. Um, This, you know, this opening scene is as real as it gets. That's that's war. That's what it is like. That's, That's what they all tell me. I've never been in war. But that's what they tell me. I've spoken with people who were literally at this exact sector on Omaha Beach that they are about to be at. And they watched the movie and they went, that that was a documentary. Like, that's what it was like. So if I if I have a rapport with a veteran and I sense that they like movies, I, I will bring it up and just, you know, I want to talk about realism. I want, I want to talk about ones that they like. But yeah, when it comes to war films, it's as far as World War II goes, it's always Saving Private Ryan. Not as many people have seen There Will Be Blood, which came out, you know, like four months after this movie. Um, the ones who have that I've talked to think, all right, like, here's oh, the way mean, it breaks you down. You mean the thin red line. What did I say? There Will Be Blood. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I the, thin, the thin red line. Saving Private Ryan is always ranked very highly in terms of realism, in terms of what it was like. We've, we kind of talked about this, like, platoon for Vietnam mm-hmm. really kind of gets to that experience but um every veteran i've ever talked to who has seen this movie absolutely loves it and appreciates it and i've talked to a lot of world war ii veterans so here we go we're not even really talking about the movie we're gonna get back to this scene i do uh, just remember this because this is a huge cheat huge, right like huge this we know now because we've seen the movie that this is private ryan and he is not there for the uh spectacular events we're about to witness right here wow we're gonna <sighs> these 25 minutes are going to go by really fast. There's going to be a lot of talking, but, and then we'll calm down. But this is, um, I kind of want to talk about like saving private Ryan came out summer in 1998. Like every, it, people knew it was going to be tough. Like it had that reputation. And then like, I didn't see it right away. I was young. So my parents didn't want to take me right away. And you heard the stuff. So I went on like, you know, this is back when movies were in the theater for like six months. So I went on like week three and I I just will never forget. I was 13 years old and I will never forget 
the room, like the sold out room when this fucking wall goes down oh. on this ship, on this boat right here. It's, I mean, gasp. It's like, it's really, it's, I'm, I don't know. It's really incredible. It's, um, I, I actually saw this movie in theaters with my dad. And, uh, um, oh, wow. He, uh, he, he was not, he was not a movie guy, number mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. And he was not one for violence. He, 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 if he liked a movie, he liked comedies. And so, um, I dragged him to go and see this. And I don't know how old I was in 1998, how old we were around that time. Like you were probably 12, 12, yeah, yeah. 12 13. And, yeah. um, and so I remember I was not bothered by what I was seeing here. I was more kind of just like, oh my God. Yeah, it like, was like a jaw trap thing. I wasn't bothered by it. I was just like, holy shit, this is, I've just never seen anything like it. I had seen great war films, Deer Hunter, Platoon, Paths of Glory. I had seen that stuff. I don't know if I had seen Paths of Glory in 1998, but uh, here he there goes. He is. That's a great tell to kiss the cross like that because that's going to come back. Yep. No one knew who Barry Pepper was in 1998. I mean, not really. Oh. oh my god they're i mean they're just picking them off like this is if you've seen any of the photographs or documentary footage from d-day like this it, it just looks exactly like this like it was gray yeah. when they were coming in like it wasn't sunny or anything that th- these are the most horrifying shots from the german perspective yeah, it up is. there. those are Where the scariest li- ones the next one is the worst like yeah. that that random boat that just opens up and they like crush them all they just pile them all out so what God, we have, we have to go so fast. There's so like, much. There's so much going this on. This that we're watching right now, one of the like just objective best sequences in film history is I not. Think, yeah. Go, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I, in my opinion, I think this is. If someone was to ask me what's the best scene or sequence ever put to film, I think I give it this. Yeah. No one's going to argue with you because it's it's so profound. And like, what I want to remind people of is this is. I, I mean, watch every Spielberg movie. Watch them all right now. He's never done anything like this before no. or since. Like, this is... The, him and cinematographer Yamush Kaminsky were, like, making up styles. Like, we've seen this style replicated, obviously, a ton. But I had never seen someone, at least when I was 12. And now that I've seen, like, so many more movies, this is one of the first mainstream examples I can think of of, like... They're changing the the shutter speed in the cameras. Mm-hmm. So that's why it looks really fast or choppy. They're ex- overexposing the light and like letting a lot of extra light in. Sometimes all these cinema cinematography tricks that I just never seen before that fit like so well. Oh god, that one's brutal. Oh god, that's my dad. When we were watching it. Uh... Like I was saying, I wasn't bothered by what I was seeing. I was just more in, in like, just, yeah, jaw dropped. But he was bothered. Yeah, well, he, sure. I, he was squeaming. Um, I remember he would do this thing where he would, he would keep, like, 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 grabbing my shoulder and then um, being like, you all right? Oh, you all right? Right, right. Yeah, and, like, he's and, asking you. Yeah, he's, exactly. He's, like, he was totally, he was checking yeah, in on yeah. himself the whole entire time. I think it's. Again, we're going very fast here. I ju- I'm just trying to hammer home this scene that everyone is familiar with, but I'm trying to hammer home the fact that like a normal Spielberg movie would cut from Private Ryan's eyes there in that cemetery to oh, that's the worst. Oh, to this, Tom the Hanks's eyes, like his match cut when yep. he's on, you know, and we would just skip this oh. whole battle. That's a that's a very common Spielberg movie. Like we skip this battle, he's in the cemetery. And now he's here 
it, you know, and now the battle of Normandy is just ended. And now they have this mission. That's a Spielberg movie. That's a two hour yep. Spielberg movie. Adding this is what makes this not two hours. That, that'd be like a two hour, 25 minute Spielberg movie. Adding this is what makes it iconic and legendary. And, um, you know, when we're 60, 70 years old, people are still the way you and I are talking about the scene, people yep. will still be doing it. And that's the power of this sequence. Like it's really, it just goes for broke. Like there's it no, does. there's no false moment. There's no nope. like sense of hope. It's you're with him, which is really smart. Oh, God. Uh, th- th- this was one of the ones Picking that just up the got arm. me. Like, yeah. he, like, just, like, not even really... He doesn't even look like he's in pain. No, he, he does, like, a double, triple take to pick it up. Yep. And they, he cat Spielberg cast a lot of um, veterans who were amputees. So, like, uh, I don't know about that guy specifically, but I, I would imagine he didn't have, like, an, you know, like an arm yep. in real life and then going and looking for it, which is... Yeah, this is that cool sound thing that happens when he's just, like... You know, Captain Miller is not okay. This is like a yeah. school teacher from Pennsylvania. Like he's he's not all right. And I think um I think if regular folk like us are watching war movies, it can be a little lost on the fact that like uh most of the people like in this scene, not not like the characters, but the way they're depicting it, most of these soldiers are like twenty years younger than me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like imagine that. Like yeah. just I can't No I just can't fathom. Uh Tom Sizemore, Peak Sizemore. Peak Sizemore. He really, really plays well off Hanks. Like, they make such a great team. And he even, like, dare I say, is able to inject a, just a modicum of humor into this. Like, we're in business. Or, oh, yeah. You know, stuff like that. It's like he has these... They have this rapport right away. It's going to come up like, your mother would be very sorry if she knew you did that. And they just have this... Uh, well, Sizemore is one of the only breaks in the movie in terms of humor throughout the whole thing. Like, there's something about him that it's just, it's not like he's being funny, but there's a certain um, thing about him that... He's that, like a weather dude who's like, I, this is nothing new to me. Like, this sucks. I'm probably going to die here. Yep. Edward Burns and Vin Diesel have some uh, good one-liners. Yeah, they do for, have some one-liners, yeah. yeah. Which, again, is very anti-Spielberg, but oh my God. Uh, so that's just like... I don't know if I had ever seen that in a movie before. We no. see that all the time now, but someone's like guts and intestines hanging out. I don't uh, know if I'd ever see that. And that's him like punching and going, yeah, this shit's still real. Like, yep. I'm, you know, I'm going to stay with Hanks for a lot of this, but like, this is, this is as real as it is. The, I, what's so crazy about what you were talking about earlier about this 25 minutes of this movie is that this serves no purpose to the plot. This whole that scene cannot be emphasized enough that what is happening right now is like never referenced again in the movie. I mean, they talk about it like the hundred air force was scattered all over. And it's like, he's talking to Dennis Farina later for the debrief and it's referenced. But other than that, like this, this scene doesn't actually have anything to do with the movie. It doesn't need to be in the the other Ryan brothers, or at least one other one died here. We know that, but like, we don't see him die. We just hear about that later. And that is the, that's what you have to like, if you're, I don't know, if you're really concerned with these things, like that beginning when we fade out from Private Ryan's eyes and fade into here, that is a cheat. And you yeah. have to accept that. And like uh, my whole stance is like, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like well, it doesn't matter. Like it, it doesn't matter because the payoff at the end. Yes. That trick that is played like who? Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, like exactly. It, because. It's just, it's a silly little thing where all of a sudden you're like, oh, that wasn't Tom Hanks the entire time. That was, right. that was Ryan. Like it, 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 
I think that moment of the how you feel about that as the audience is worth the trick. Yeah, I want I want people to go back and watch when he realizes that his buddy that he was helping, like that his you know yep. bottom half has been blown off, and then we go back to Hanks's face. That's like a a, a long winner for this sequence. This is another long winner. So now. He's going into like, it's been really hectic. And now we're sticking with like this point of view, these point yep. of view shots that last for a little longer. I mean, again, we're talking very fast, but like if you go and break the sequence down shot for shot, everything's perfect. Like everything oh, yeah. matches up. All the continuity is perfect. Oh my God. Just watching these guys. How long, uh, how, how long did this sequence take to shoot? Do you know? Ooh, uh, it was not easy. It took a very long time, like weeks. It was yeah, like weeks yeah. and they, you know. Brought everything out. I don't know when in the schedule they shot it. I would, Jesus Christ, you'd hope they did it first, like to get oh it out of the God. way. Can you imagine, like, because I mean, how long was the shoot? Like three months, four months, it Private Ryan, it's a, it's five. A, it's a huge movie. Yeah. So if you if you see this like coming at the end of the schedule, like that would be hell. But um, I, I definitely I know it took several weeks, and they set everything up, and they shot it on the actual beach that it happened. I I think you know. I'm going to spit out a lot of trivia here that I've heard along the way. Yeah. I hope it's not a uh, half-ass. Like, I, it's fact to me. <laughs> <laughs> now we're getting uh, kind of getting picked up with all the other, some of the other crew that will be with us throughout. Yeah, oh, it's a great God. way to, oof, man. It's a great way to actually get to know your ensemble mm-hmm. by watching this because, I mean, obviously we're with Hanks, but we're familiar now with Sizemore where we're about to get more familiar with Barry Pepper and we associate the kissing of the cross to him. Yeah. It's just a, it's a great, it's like a great badge to kind of be like, okay, that's this guy. Okay. This is this guy. No, it's genius. Like it's perfect. And now we're meeting like Vin Diesel, Ed Burns, who like no one knew in 1998, like watching movies, Giovanni Ribisi right here is the medic. This is really like, to me, the first kind of how futile this all is. Like when they, um, Mm -hmm. they're about to shoot this guy that they're treating and, you know, and Wade here. Oh, that's great. The, oh, the blood on the camera. Blood on the camera. The medic's canteen just got shot out. That's like, oh, there we go. Blood oh, Jesus. Um, boom. Oh. That, right there. Is yep. that, that's the, the futility of war. What is... Yeah, and the way he responds. I also want to... Um, it's not only the violence in this that is so uh, unusual and new for Spielberg, because he hadn't done anything like this before, or really since I also pay attention to the language at sometimes because mm-hmm. the language can be very crass. Like, oh, fame. yeah. That, like, that, I thought you liked it in the ass. You know, that stuff. But this is how soldiers talk then. Like, yeah, you know, and Spielberg doesn't really do that that much. And I, that's another thing I appreciate about it. And, and, and Spielberg, this is actually crazy because he's not a name that we bring up very much on our pod. Yeah, like, it's true. I we did like best and favorite a little bit ago, but like it's. He's kind of, he's just one of those directors that like, he's, you just assume like you like him, like yeah. you have one he, or two that you love and then the others like it's, oh yeah, I like that one. But yeah, I mean, it's funny. It, That's it, another reason why I thought it was good to do this commentary. Yeah. Because we'll talk about Spielberg. Yeah. Because, because at the, at the end of the day, he, he is already has cemented his legacy, but he is one of the greatest filmmakers to ever do it. Yeah. That, that's just what it is. But there's like a sentimentality to his movies that I think is kind of uniquely him. Yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. And e- even this is like I'd say this is one of the more sentimental war movies, and not this scene, 
but no, as th- a movie. This is what's so profound about this scene is that it's crass. Yeah. It's violent. Yep. It's in your face. Like there's nothing sentimental about nothing. this. You see now that we're getting closer to people, they're bringing, they're like kind of overexposing that light a little bit and you can see it creeping up on the top and the bottom. See that? Like mm-hmm. it's kind of, it, it'll become more pronounced, but see like when I was watching this movie for the first time, cause I didn't know Barry Pepper, like I didn't know that was him, mm-hmm. but that dude would be me like in this conflict, like taking it all in. I'm yeah. Like, like I just have to move another step. Oh man. It's still, it's, 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 it's oh, hard. God, oh, I, lo- I love terrible. this scene. Uh, lucky bastard. Lucky bastard. Boom. Oh man. That's and, war. And you know, in the, 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 the other remarkable thing about this whole entire scene is like, you're following everything. Like mm-hmm. you understand you're what they're lost. doing. Um, even though you don't know what this equipment is, you you really also feel the the victories of how far just getting to this point on the beach. We have to get out of the water. We yep. have to get to these like metal barricades that we set up for protection. Yep. Now we have to get over this thing. Yeah, you you're tracking it the whole way. We haven't had a wide shot yet. Yeah, a wide shot is we wide shots come up, but we haven't had a wide shot to take everything in, and which is kind of crazy when you think about how much like. How long did it take them set this up? Oh my god! Production dude. design it to go out to the beach. Oh my god! Like, and then you're not even going for a wide because you're just in there. I love this uh, senior medic priority. Yeah, it's like just going through all the bodies. This is what we do. It's a great tap on the head. I just I don't know why this always rings to me. Double tap on Rubisi's head. Ah uh, man, it's boom, so boom. simple, but yeah, yet, he's gone. Yeah. Yeah, but you're right. You track everything without like a wide shot and without like no one when you watch this for the first time, like you don't know what they're, you're like, okay, they're moving up off the beach. Okay. Like this and that. And then they have to get to these things. Okay. And the camera, you you feel like you're the soldier, even though we're on Hanks. He is our, you know, hero for lack of a better term for the scene. But um, it, it looks like we're another soldier right in the middle of it and just looking on at what everyone's doing. Yeah, and, and that one scene that I called out where it's like kind of a long one or you can like hear his voice like, come on, come on, like go, move, mm-hmm. move. But yeah, it's like whether we're supposed to be literally him, I love that moment when the sergeant just, Sizemore just, you know, tries to get the mirror closer. Yep. Gets goddamn armor on the beach. He, he's, uh, he's low key one of like the best actors for war movies. Like him and Black Hawk Down as well. Black Hawk Down's great. He's literally doing Duvall in Apocalypse yeah, Now. Black yeah. Hawk Down. Like he's not afraid of anything. But yeah, no, he's, I mean, you know, troubled actor. But he, when he hit, he hit. Oh, yeah. I love him in yep. this movie. So this is a really important part because he's, um, all these people he's sending up to go try to take this out die. Yeah. So all these people he's sending up, he's like, come on come on, they all die. And we hear this later in the church part, but this is like exactly firing yeah. squad. They're just taking them out. So you see like, yeah, those are names we don't hear again because mm-hmm. they're all about to die, right? Yeah. So it's like when it's moving this fast, it's like boom. But then when we get to that church scene when everything's still like, Hanks knows the exact number of men that, yeah. have, he's, that have died under his command. And like, well, yeah. It, oh God. And they all just go. And then the kind of um, the great twist to that is when he sends Pepper here, mm-hmm. and they think Pepper dies, and it's on the size. Whereas a mother line, your mother would be very mad. Yeah, and that's he's 
There he is. Mm-hmm. Second commentary we've done with Barry Pepper. This is, yeah, yeah. welcome back to the uh, Matt Damon, Barry Pepper commentary <laughs> series here. <laughs> They're both in this one. There it is. That's, that's true. And we're that's like, true. boom, here he is. Here he is. We got it. Oh, that's the dude from the boat. Mm-hmm. It's just smart. Yeah, we did Matt Damon, The Departed, Barry Pepper, 25th Hour. Yep. Now they're both in this one. We'll have to see who, uh, as we do this, who uh, keeps making the list for uh, most seen in our commentaries. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, they could. Oh, God. Oh, look at that. And that's like yeah. that. And that's a shot we haven't seen this whole right, entire exactly. time either. Close, still, we're right up. And this is something to pay attention to. I love this. We go down. Go around the different religions. This mm-hmm. guy here is about to be in Latin, just praying. Uh, just I, I mean, that's the brilliance of this. Is that I, honestly the brilliance? Of, oh wait, and then it cuts right back to him boom, praying. Hits the bag. Oh, and shit like that can't happen. Like it can, you know. And it just, I don't know. Tracking all this stuff, it's so crazy. It's hard to not uh, just watch this scene. It's very, it's <laughs> yeah. very difficult. Because we're like I'm, watching it. Here they go. They it, open it up. It's, it's enthralling. Yeah. It's, I mean, it just moves. It goes so fast and no one was ready for this. Like I had certainly never seen this in a movie. And now that I'm older and have gone back and watched movies, just not, that was like your first semi wide shot right here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's so fitting because we've now actually gotten up the hill. Exactly. We're with them on their journey. Like we're yep. progressing, but we didn't get a debrief before. Like, no, you got to get out of the boats. You got to do this. That's what the rest of the movie is for. That's, the rest of yeah. the movie is a very, very simple mission to follow. This is complete chaos and confusion, which uh, I mean, if you read anything by anyone who was there, this is what it was like. It yeah. was just confusion and hell and chaos. And I mean, and how fast it also had to have been, too. Yeah, you got to keep advancing. You have to keep moving. I mean, he says that at one point. Like, you stay here, you're a dead man. And that's, you know, keep moving. Get rid of all this stuff. I love that. I don't know why, but I just love that I, they know that there are, like, three people yeah. in here. Boom, boom, boom. And they jump down. Um, coming up is, like, such a oh. oddly gratifying experience when they set this fucker on fire and that guy yeah. goes, don't shoot, let him burn. Like, you're like, yeah, yeah. Like, ah, oh, flamethrower. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're cooked in there. Um, this, I, I can't believe that. the 40s. <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously. How dangerous is that freaking weapon? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, it, it just encapsulates everything right there. It's like, what more do you need to, Oh man, what more do you need to know? And there, there's a few things coming up here that I don't know if I, I just want to highlight. I don't know how obvious they are, but like there's there are a few. There's one in particular war crime that's about to be brought up when like, look, I watched for supper. And oh like yeah, Hanks witnesses that, and it's not you know sitting well with him. And I I kind of appreciate that. But again, we're like we're going really fast. Like any other movie, any other movie. This is your opening 25 minutes and the rest of the movie is about this. Like the fallout from it. Mm-hmm. Who'd you lose? Like what war crimes were committed? Like that's what it's about. This is to use this as a genuinely like a throwaway sequence. A throwaway sequence. <laughs> as the beginning of your movie. It's, it's, I, I don't know. People will hear me say a lot on the podcast, like wow them at the end. That's the adaptation thing. Like yeah. do a good ending, wow them at the end. But it's, 
odd when the best, most iconic sequence in your movie is right in the beginning. And and that it has nothing to do with anything else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So here's like kind of a war crime and, you know, they make light of it. Because if someone's surrendering without a weapon, you have to take him in. You can't kill him. That's like, that's just the, that's the way war goes. Yeah. And um, the way that they're kind of mocking it. I like that we get to see this, just this read on Hanks's face. It's like disdain, observance, right there. Yeah. He sees it. He try, And now you see the light creeping in the bottom mm-hmm. and the top, you know? Yeah. Another thing I want to say is like a big difference between Saving Private Ryan and like any war movie made today. And there have been some good ones. 1917 is a good war movie, but that is um, just riddled with special effects and yeah. riddled with, you know, stuff that they are solving in post. And this, I love that, this that like, yeah, this is great. That light thing we saw, like that's in camera. All this is in camera. It's kind of interesting to track when um, the different people cry. Like we mm-hmm. saw Rabisi slash Wade, the medic, kind of mm-hmm. cry already. He got, and then here we get Adam Goldberg, who's going to cry. And everyone kind of breaks down in their, in their own way. And this is the first time we've really seen this guy, too. Like, um, yeah, exactly. Like, we don't know anything really about him, but just based off of that and, and obviously the, what was going on at that time. I'll tell you one thing I'm doing. On, I, I didn't even plan to say this, but I'll tell you one thing I'm doing. On this. I will never, ever refer to like anyone in this movie or any veteran as like a coward for no. whether they're crying or whether they decide to uh, not engage and hang out in a stairwell. We'll get to that in two hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got two and a half hours to go. You know what I want to know? What's in this water that resolves his shaking? What's in there? <laughs> okay, come on. We got to bring a little lightness to it. If you listen very carefully, uh, Tom Sizemore is about to say it's quite a view. And it's, yeah. when Hank says, yes, it, it's a really good, uh, it's kind of his Forrest Gump voice. He goes, yes, it is. <laughs> but now we're done. Now we're, now we're here. And it's like, and see, this is more of the match to the eyes. No, no, no. This, this is a match cut. To yeah. It. This right there is a match cut yep. to the Private Ryan eyes on, yep. you know. In the cemetery, in uh, present day, whatever it's supposed to be, present day ish. And then here's where we're really getting like, I'm not kidding. If you like watch all of Spielberg's work, like if you start at that opening cemetery and then you like crossfade to this or just where Hanks's eyes were mm-hmm. and you match that cut to Hanks's eyes and do this. Fairly standard Spielberg movie. Like you're like, oh, this is wow, this is a battle that went really wrong. People, okay, now we're zooming in on Ryan. And if you just start the movie here, like it's a movie that works. It's a yeah. movie that's coherent. It's a movie that's at 2:25. And I don't know if it has the legacy that this movie has. I mean, it doesn't. It's still no. a very good, serviceable film, but it's not like we didn't just get to witness what we witnessed. I mean, really, we 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 get we get to, this is the most important part. <laughs> it's well, just, yeah, exactly. It's like just right shot. here is of Orion. <laughs> and now that's such a Spielberg shot right there. Oh my God. Yeah. The light have the faces yep. is Kaminsky just all over this. this is really the only time we see um, women in any yeah. kind of significant way. We get, you know, when Vin Diesel tries to take the girl, there's a, that's a girl and her mom is there too, but this is really the only, you know, Isn't it just like, I, I'm sorry, this is terribly obvious. But can, can you imagine they all had to hand type these? 
Like there, there's no like print this <sighs> in Word and you print out like a couple thousand copies. Like maybe it happens yeah. now and you're just plugging and playing different names. Yeah, you're just copy and pasting. Yeah. And now yeah. like no, every single one of these it's great use of voiceover narration. Oh yeah, yeah, the voiceover of them like reading it. Do you know the cameos we're about to be hit with? Oh, I I know I do. It, I mean, at I the time it wasn't cameo. It was like a probably a huge supporting part for the actor. But now we look back and we're like, ah, oh, cameo. About to see a very uh, now famous actor with one arm, and then a very famous uh, military consultant. Dale Dye, who's been on a lot of movies, a lot of movies. Oh. He was in Platoon. I mean, he's been on like. He's the military technical advisor for all of these movies, and then some people thought it was a good idea to start casting him, and it was. He got that really high-pitched voice like that. (laughs) You'll know who he is. Well, it's it's kind of how... It's kind of how... What's his name? Arlie Hermy? Lee Hermy from uh, Full Metal Jacket? Vincent D'Afria? No, no. Arlie Army. Oh. R. Lee Army. Yeah, the, the the drill sergeant. Yes. And he was like a real drill sergeant. Yes. And then they just put him in the movies and then he got his acting career. He literally got his... Okay, so well, we kind of breezed over. That's Brian Cranston. What? With one arm. Yeah, that's Brian... Young. This is yeah. pretty Malcolm oh, in the Middle. Oh my Brian God, Cranston. it yeah. is. Yeah, so that's Brian Cranston. Um, wow, that's so wild. He looks young, doesn't he? He does. He's real young. And there it is. Tough day. Now we're, yeah, now we're getting our plot going. Like, we don't need to describe the stories we're watching. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it feels like I remember seeing this in the theater and like, breath of fresh air during the sequence oh like, yeah i don't mind it at all because one thing we're gonna like kind of ease into the movie here ease into spielberg and everything because now we've kind of calmed down but it's like yeah now we're now it, it is kind of presenting itself to be like a a fairly standard elevated an elevated yeah. standard war film which mm-hmm. is like there's a mission we're gonna send eight to ten guys to do it and then yep. uh, we're going to try to resolve it. And then by the end, there's going to be a resolve for it. So it's very standard. It's, it is that first thing that really sets it apart. And I don't know if we captured uh, the power of that well when it happened because it was so fast. But it's just, there, you can't say enough about it. That's you all. can't. You it, can't. Like I said, I really do think that, you know, Dollars the Donuts, that's just the best scene sequence that's, that I think I've ever seen. You don't think there's a better sequence than Shakespeare in Love? That <laughs> oh, that one. earned it best picture. You don't think so? You don't. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, you know. You look back and you know that's what won over this. I remember so many scenes from Shakespeare in Love. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. Uh, that that's a Weinstein award. That's not the Oscars' fault. The wine, uh, Harvey Weinstein bought that anyway. <laughs> Her uh, the beat she takes on. Like, it's like she's figuring out it's real. Yeah. I mean, just in the collapse to the ground, like this. 
And then look at the right in the foreground, like the suns, everything. Like this isn't. I love easy. No. You know, like this doesn't just happen like that. Like or, the yeah. way she gets to the ground, like there is just so believable. And I don't. I, People might be like, "Oh yeah, duh," but no, it's it's not like that's a choice. Oh my god, it's so good. And I, I'm I'm a sucker. This is a weird thing to say, but I love scenes like that that are shot through doorways. Yeah, the searchers. <laughs> yeah, it's all it all starts with the searchers and goes back. But yes, I do too. Absolutely. So Dale dies all the way to the right with the white hair. Listen to his voice. He's he's where like he the technical where he was trapped. Might be M K I A too. He's uh, been a technical military technical advisor on something. He had a cameo in Entourage as a military technical wow. advisor. I think he was in. Um, he's like the senior senior command in uh, Band of Brothers. You know when they like oh. bump up. Uh, That's right. I remember the dude. Yep. They bump and he's like, "You cannot go out there." Yeah, yeah. So he's. I mean, he knows. He knows the deal. He knows what it's like. So he'll be on set and like try to. You know, there's a very intensive training before Saving Private Ryan where they put all the guys through this very intensive training and they didn't bring uh, Damon on to try to, like, isolate him, you know, yeah. so he came late. But Dale Dye was the guy who, like, coached all that. Like, this is how it goes. I just love him. This guy playing George Marshall is great, though, too. Oh, it was very smart. Uh, that, I mean, shooting schedule allows, but to, to do that where um, they purposefully didn't let Matt Damon on set for a long time. Yeah, no, that's right. It, it wasn't, I don't know how much it was, if it was on set, but it was during pre-production. Well, yeah, yeah. They were like, we're not going to, like, everyone else has to go through this two-week intensive grueling thing. Like, basically, for two weeks, all the actors, including Tom Hanks, like, had to go through this training of what it would be like to be a soldier. And they're all, like, bitching and complaining oh, and stuff. Yeah. It's like, dude, like, you're an actor. Like, come on, yep. come on. But they uh, intentionally did not bring Damon into... Because when you're doing that, the main point of that isn't just to like get the skills and the resources. It is to get cool with each other. Yep. Or like, hey, before. maybe this actor and this actor don't like each other. Bring that into the movie. Yep. Like Tom Sizemore and Edward Burns like hate each other in this movie. I don't know how they were in real life, but I'm saying like that two weeks had you have time to foster that and to yeah. build it up. And it's if you history. Are, yeah, you're building, yeah. you're making, you're you're creating that history for each other, and that stuff does like you all of a sudden. If you didn't have those two weeks as an actor to kind of like build those relationships and that rapport, then you because you just do like you you get to like certain people, yeah. you get to connect with them. So when you're in scenes, like there's like little inside jokes. Yeah. There's there's just moments that you can tangibly or not tangibly, but you can feel come through the screen. And uh, there's no way that that didn't, that didn't happen. There's no way. It's not how life works, man. Oh, this line delivery. Hell, out there. That's great. A lot of like uh, conviction in this guy. Like oh, he's yeah. alive. Like what? Like how do you know that? Been like you know three days, and I mean even starting here, like even oh. going from <laughs> the cemetery in France to right here is like very standard for Spielberg. Yep. You know, it's we're gonna. I'm gonna. Because here the plot starts. I mean, mm -hmm. the plot, it's been like teased with the letters and everything, but here is where it gets in motion. Rest in peace, Dennis Farina. I, oh, God, no. I love you. I, I just love him so much and I miss him. I thought he was great. And here's everyone. Everyone's just sitting here shaving, eating sandwiches, everything, having coffee. coffee everything's yeah. all good. What's the big deal? You got to wonder if they just went through what they went through on the beach. Yep. 
I also want to say, like, talk a lot about line readings, line deliveries. I don't even know the word for this, but the um the the look delivery. Watch how Farina holds on Hanks here. He holds on him. Hanks is looking at the map, and Farina is like kind of reading him. Like, are you cool? It it's a it's a few seconds too long, and it's perfect. Not there. You'll see it. It's for Farina's coverage. It. This is the stuff that gives me chills right here. Mm-hmm. Boom. Yeah. Look at, I mean, it's like it, I I don't know. Like that's so. It's just so perfect. Like, is everything okay? And if, I mean, if you really listen to the words that Hanks is saying, like how many people they lost, how many are injured, it's like terrible. And he's just, it's just statistics. Yeah. It's a tough assignment, John. That's why you get it. (laughs) Like, okay. (laughs) I got another one for you. Yeah. (laughs) Look at that. Our casualties, we just got them on a little piece of paper. Oh. You'd think more than 35, honestly, but. Yep, no shit. Cool, thanks. Great. Yeah, it's it's not a consolation. Ah, perfect. So, yeah, we've already. I love that straight from the top. Ah, I just missed Dennis Rain so much. So now it's like. He did so much with not a lot with that scene. Yeah. Like no, he, he didn't have did. many lines, and you're right with that. With that look, there, there, it was, he was so present and so committed to everything that he had to do in that scene. Yeah, and it all works because we never really see him again. We don't. See, we do not see yep. him again. We don't see uh, Ten Danson, Paul Giamatti. Like they all have these one one scenes, and then they're gone. And they weren't the biggest of the biggest. You know, Paul yep. Giamatti's like huge now, right? Like you know, well deserved it, but he wasn't that in 1998, and. I'm I'm really trying to hammer home how fucking not that anyone needs to hear this, but how impactful that opening sequence is. I also feel like I'm cursing a little too much because yeah. we're watching military <laughs> stuff, so I tone it back a little bit. Uh, now we get to meet all the guys. So I just love them. They're so um. We get to know all of them in their own way so well, even if some of them have like somewhat. So. <laughs> 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 yeah, that is not like a Spielberg thing to add. That no, has to be an no. Ed Burns ad lib. I mean, that's just, ah, uh, great. You can start the movie here, really, if you... I mean, yeah, now, well, now we're getting... It's going to become a thing for the rest the, of the episode. I think Jeremy Davies was in, like, some indie films before, but I, I hadn't seen any of these guys. Like, I didn't know any of them, and he's... The way that he just announces himself with his idiosyncrasies and yep. fidgetiness. And I mean, you know who this guy is right away. Right away. And we've like known a guy like this in our lives, like that well-intentioned, smart, and I love that. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. 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 You, yeah. you can, you just get everything you need to know right away. Yeah. Just the clumsiness. And again, it adds like a, uh, just a slight touch of humor, which, you know, we need. Like, yep. it, it's all, oh, man, it's just so profound. I love it. Yes, sir. 
I got good news for you. You can get rid of all that crap. It's great. <laughs> you can see like Tom Hanks is like slightly amused. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's enjoying like no one knows how to play a scene better than Hanks. I mean, I love this. Oh, you know, it is like he gets everything that's going on. Like, okay, here we are. We're good. And oh man, yeah, he he really. I, I feel like everyone gives Tom Hanks the credit that he deserves, but it's always sometimes I always I never forget. But it's not until I'm actually watching him that I'm like, oh, man, you just really are one of the greats. Yeah, he really is. He really is. He was, I mean, he was such a go-to for like, you need a lead, a reliable lead. Yep. Like, here it is. Not going to do anything like crazy. Oh, this is just a great. This is such a Kaminsky never, shot. Uh, yeah, it is. When they rise up and do in the foreground. They do this in Munich on like the stairs. Yeah, it's just great. It's like, it's a, it's a classic war shot right yeah. here, war movie shot. But look how crisp that grass is sparkling yeah put a little rain on that but yeah tom hanks i mean there's nothing he can't do he's always believable he he can be the lead in a war movie he can be the lead in a romantic comedy and it all works (laughs) (laughs) fancy little fuck Tom Hanks did not win the Oscar for this performance. It would have been, he would have been the first person to win, first actor to win three in a row. They waited till 2012 for the Steven Spielberg directed Lincoln, Mm. which Daniel Day-Lewis got his third Oscar, but it was a hotly contested thing at the time. Who won best actor for this in this year? You know, I started this and I shouldn't have. It was a, it was a bad year. Roberto Benigni for Life is Beautiful one. Life is beautiful, perfectly fine, giving you foreign film Oscar. You're good. That's when he jumps on the chairs. It's all good. It's fine. It's fine. Do that. You have your moment. You got Nick Nolte, Affliction, Nick Nolte's best performance. You got Ed Norton, American History X, Ian McKellen, Gods and Monsters, Tom Hanks, Saving Private Ryan. Like, it's the weak link one that year, in Uh. my opinion. And that was... um, well, you can credit Harvey Weinstein for that, I guess. Oh, wow. He, he, yeah, he was the Weinstein machine. I mean, they distributed it. This was like, this was the peak Weinstein thing because they brought all that. That's how Life is Beautiful and Shakespeare and Love win things. But anyway, <laughs> Edward Burns, oh God, I love him, made two movies, Brothers McClellan and She's the One. And, you know, this famous story about like he handed the Brothers McClellan on a VHS tape to Robert Redford in an elevator and he watched it and that's how... So Spielberg like knew all that, and that's how he got his role in this. Like, oh, it's a guy. It's a guy who knows how to like do it. Like, I'm gonna give him kind of a shot. Vin Diesel also like wrote, produced, directed, starred in a movie that no one has seen. I, yep. I believe it's called Strays. And Spielberg, I think, somehow saw that. It's not bad, and that's what got him his role in this. So, you know, leave it to someone like Spielberg to cast like all of the like i didn't know who any of the no they're any all of these unknowns. dudes were in 98 yeah. and now i know who they all are yep. you know oh my god they're so good i love this like put me in a mile within adolf hitler <laughs> continue jackson <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, God, I believe him, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, that was the thing. Like, if 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 you killed Hitler back then, that was it. That was the end of it. It would end it. Yeah, it would just be that. Would be it. 
Hanks plays, I mean, the dynamic between all of them is really good. Like they all know that he's the captain and he's like, oh, you know, right here, he goes into like his little sarcasm. Like, it's just, it's great. He's very relatable. And (laughs) I always thought it was really funny to watch. Like Tom Hanks is like the most relatable, like movie star ever. And then the big crux of this performance is that like, no one knows who this dude is. Like no one knows what he does. No one knows if he has a family anything and i i really love that because you're trying to guess and you're like i love him (laughs) (laughs) davies really embodies his character so well like you feel the fear yeah you feel like as his confidence builds you feel that and oh man Yeah, this is great. Let's just hang on a leaf for like... This is another thing I want to say about this movie is that because it does include that opening sequence, like, this movie's two hours and 50 minutes. And with that, with Sirius Spielberg, you're going to get some, you know, like some breathing room. Yeah. Like some lag a little bit. And that's okay. Like, I don't want that with every movie, but I think it's totally fine with this. And the way he introduces us into sequences or scenes or how long he holds something. I've ne- I don't know. I never mind it. No, not at all. There's not, there's not any wasted moments in this whole movie. That's a military term for It's funny. My college roommate, my freshman year college roommate knew he loved movies, but he knew as much about guns oh as I know God. about movies and as much about like military vernacular. Yep. So he'd be able to like, tell me everything. So that's how I learned what like flash thunder means. That's, I remember asking him, like, why don't they give every soldier, like, an automatic weapon? And he's like, welcome to the American military. Like, they didn't make enough, so they just they just gave captains automatic weapons. Like, I don't know. I remember I used to play a computer game called Medal of Honor. Mm-hmm. And um, it was it was a it was a war World War Two war game. Uh, and. You you got to know like the guns from that video game, right? And they use them in this one, and in this movie, and it's sort of like, oh, this is that's the gun from Saving Private Ryan, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which is stupid because they're just being authentic, you know? It's like, right, it's, oh, right, that's exactly. the gun from Saving Private Ryan. No, that's the gun from World War Two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not from Saving Private Ryan. That's Paul Giamatti there on the left. Yeah, with there the bony. But it's it's those details. It's like I think it's Vin Diesel who's about to take a few bites of different apples up here. It's Paul Giamatti's knee. It's all it's just these little details yeah. of like adding in, making them feel like real people and putting them in a real circumstance. So I guess those are probably peaches, not apples, I guess. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and then I mean in 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 some ways this is like a uh, as they go on this mission, it's it's not unlike a horror movie in which you're like picking one by one you're picking them off you yeah. know one by one and taking them out and we never know who's gonna go what's just so fascinating is how they all go and here's gonna be vin diesel as caparzo this is gonna be his death scene and it's just so like i mean it's the best scene he's ever done it's like the best yeah. scene he's ever acted like yeah. he's incredible in it <laughs> it's for my dad oh my god oh man Ooh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, sir. 
when you examine what this film is about, like sending eight to ten people to get one man, like it's really, I don't know, it's crazy. And they probably, I, there's a sense of like, I would think, I, I would rather be doing this mission with eight to ten people than I would be storming beaches over and over and over, you know? Yeah. So I think this, I'm like, oh, this would be a good thing. And they all, you know, die. It's like, yeah. there's, there's nothing easy about this thing here. There ain't nothing easy about war. And, it, <laughs> and what's great is like the, the whole entire time, like as the movie goes on, it, it's just questioning the, the morals of it too. Like, is this worth it? As, as the more adversity they face, the more obstacles, the more challenges, the more death, is it worth it? Like, and it's never a question that needs to be answered. No, but I mean, I do think, I think that's where the, the title comes from. Mm-hmm. Cause that it's kind of like when they're put in that position on that bridge, Hank's pretty much asked Sizemore this, like, is this like, you know, I want to know your opinion, you know, yep. what if same private Ryan was the only thing we got out of this whole God awful shitty mess. Whenever I see rain in movies where you can like see it on camera, a yeah, camera that was shot in film, I'm like, it was pouring. <laughs> like it has to rain so hard to pick it up on camera. It just, uh, I always think that. Like an old. I love that. It, you know, and it's it's always. Uh, I was I was on set once where I they used a rain machine. They're huge and they're, they're loud. Huge. And they're, I wonder how they like work with the sound because they're so loud. They're so loud. And and because you can only cover like a little bit of ground with it. Not much at all. Yeah. yeah very so, true. So you have to be like, like in this scene right here with the, with the rain, like you have to be so specific about how much and, and like where the camera's going to be so that way the rain is fully immersed in it. Yeah, unless it was really raining, which could happen. But if not, anytime you see rain in movies, like you you can't move the camera anywhere because it's like imagine the Truman Show. Right? Yeah, it's like the Truman Show when it's just pouring down on yep. him. It's not that specific, but it just holds up like a little, you know, like sprinkler. Like it doesn't cover a vast area like at all. Exactly. And and I would imagine that there was no rain, or may, maybe they caught a day with rain. But I mean, you figured this sequence took at least like. All in all, five days. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's definitely not a day. So if it is raining, like you have to... You have to match that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We're about to get a Tom Hanks F-bomb. Very rare. Doesn't happen a lot. So you know you waited for that, to use that. Oh, this is just so devastating because we know how this is going to go, you know? Oh, man. Boom. Oh. Uh, devastating. He was on the ground before we heard the shot. That means he's far away. Oh. Cool thing to talk about. It proves... Their 
perhaps might be a little compassion with this sniper because like Vin Diesel is like down and he's trying to hold up this letter from his dad, you know, and he mm-hmm. decides not to shoot him. But this was definitely one of the most like talked about scene. And again, I've seen this in movies since like American Sniper kind of did something like this, but I never seen just like going through the scope like this. Yeah. Like I never seen anything like that. It was, I mean, it was nuts. Oh man. Yeah. This is the, uh, you know, the infamous letter that goes from person to person to person. Whoever gets the letter dies, you know? That's that's a great shot. It's fantastic. I always always like how we get, when we're seeing Barry Pepper's point of view, we always kind of see a a very similar camera angle. Mm Mm-hmm. It, it, it's just another element of like getting that familiarity with the characters. Like you associate certain camera angles with that person, mm-hmm. and because he achieved, like he established so much just with the Normandy scene, when right. you go back to it, you're sort of like, okay, yep, I know why we're seeing this right. from him. Right, exactly. <sighs> oh man, it's just. Like, can't can't even imagine just like wrangling all this Ugh. like you were saying earlier like these are just young kids yeah the, i mean yeah like that i i don't know the average age but like you could enlist when you were 18 and yep. a lot of men in uh, 1941 after pearl harbor were, who were younger than 18 just enlisted and like lied about their ages and that's i mean that's just crazy to think about that like seniors in high school were there in war Oh man! Yeah, this and is the, great. The, just the silence, but yeah, the silence. You just hear the rain, but you know he he has a beat here. Like he gets that's a headshot right there, and he doesn't. And I, I don't know. There's just something about that. I always, I guess, I always appreciated. It's cool to give him like a little. He's not a monster, you know. They give him like a little compassion, which makes it kind of hit a little harder when he. Yeah. Eats it, and this is—I mean, it's just such a great shot. You see the muzzle flash, and then boom! Oh my god! Again, this is another one that's hard not to. It's, it's like it I just so want compelled. to be quiet, you know, to yeah. like watch. It's like boom! Oh, oh god. god! And the shot was silent from there yep. too. Like yep. it's all—all all just very, very specific and and great choices. Oh fuck! Uh. Oh, man. Well, that's what happens when you don't follow orders, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you definitely shouldn't uh, grab the kid. I mean, this, they've taken prisoners on occasion, but they can't, like, take in kids and stuff. Yeah, I love how the kid's smacking him. Like, why did you do that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, man. We're still moving here. This isn't... I mean, we talked about Tom Hanks a little earlier. Where does Saving Private Ryan rank? Like, where does it fit in, like, your, you know, Tom Hanks? In Tom Hanks? Yeah. Ooh, man. Like, God. in his performances, do you think it's, you know... Is it up there? Is it one of his best? Oh, man. God, I mean, it's there's so many. Um, top ten, top ten. 
Well, I would fucking hope so. I mean, God, the man's got like he's got like fifty movies. Well, but, I mean, he has a lot. He's got a yes, lot. It, this is yes, definitely in top ten. But it's you, also you think top five for you. Philadelphia is always number one for me. Um, Captain Phillips, just for that and, end scene alone. Yeah, that, that's enough. That's enough. That, like yeah, um, Forrest yeah, Gump. This, would, this, be would, in there. this would be my top five, definitely. Like I, I don't know where it's. Oh, I love this line. Fuck Ryan. Um, yeah, already. Yeah, it would be in my top five because what he does so well here is that he is the embodiment of the everyman. Like, mm-hmm. yes, that, and I think that's his intention. That's I. I remember hearing about this in '98. I don't know how much. I don't know if this is accurate or how much credence is to this, but the whole like when he admits who he is, like I'm a school teacher. You yeah, know, I teach English composition. That scene was apparently much more detailed in that. Uh, monologue was much more detailed and a bit longer in the script and hanks was like i don't think we need to do that like i don't think captain miller would do that yeah and that might be something that would like help you to win the oscar but mm-hmm. the fact that he's like i i just really don't think captain miller would do that i don't know i just yeah. really appreciate that and, and you know it is something to think that you know if being someone who's just a an english teacher mm-hmm. it just so happens to be very good at something for war you know, like they, he's a captain for a reason. Like they put him on these missions, but really he's just a school teacher. Like there's just something about it that's. Right. Oh, God, this is great. I love that because it again illustrates like the randomness of all this and how yeah. you were never safe. Like you're never. You can't ever be careful. You can't ever let your guard down. There's always something else. This is one of the. This is like one of the few times they actually all the Americans we were supposed to confide in. They seem scared. Well, not Barry Pepper. Obviously, he's like ready to go. Uh, and he's you know he's trying to translate. Yeah. He's keeping that everyone boom. And he, you know, no one can hear him. Right. And that's a great choice to have that actor just sit down like that. Here we go, Ted Danson. What? That's Ted. That's Ted Danson. That's Ted Danson. I think I'm gonna have to go with that Ted Danson. Oh man. It reminds me of a line from Bored to Death. Where it's like, this is not our training from Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dennis Farina got the short cameo. Giamatti and Ted Danson are in it for a little longer, but Danson's not going to be in it too long. Boom. That'll make you old. Yeah, it is. All right, so if we're going, if we went from Tom Hanks, where does this rank for you in war movies? Um, yeah, that's a tough question. I mean, my the best war film I've ever seen <laughs> came out uh, three, four months after this one, which is just insane that that happened. But The Thin Red Line is my favorite war film for, I, I don't know, it's, I mean, it's a personal choice, any number of reasons. I oh, really yeah. think... Better than any war movie that puts you into the psychological hell of what it must have been like to be in war. Um, This is a very, very fine war picture, and there is no scene in any war film that rivals Normandy. There's just not. No, there's there's, just not. There's just not. But over, yeah, overall, Thin Red Line, and I guess this would... I mean, honestly, it's probably number two, and it's just... Really? It's absolutely 
bonkers that they both came out in the same year. So this is yeah. your, you put this, number two is, your, is in your war movies. Yes, probably huh? second. In terms of like getting everything, I think certain war movies like Paths of Glory get to the um, the bullshit of it all. Yeah. Like what is this? And like talk about futility, like all that of it. I think certain war movies like hit certain aspects different. Mm-hmm. That's Nathan. Nathan Fillion. Yeah, yeah, another one. I love this. No, I'm sure they're just fine. But I, yeah, this is just a really good, like, all-encompassing look of, like, a war story. I don't know. What about you? Where's Private Ryan rank? I mean, God, there's so many. Like, I really, really love Black Hawk Down. Yeah, that's a really Um, good one, too. But Black Hawk Down, I'm not taking anything away from that movie. I love that movie. That movie lives in the shadow of Saving Private Ryan in terms of like things, the way it's shot and yeah. certain aspects, but yeah, Black Hawk mm-hmm. Down's perfect. Um, very big fan of, I mean, you got, you got Apocalypse Now, Platoon, Full Metal Jacket. I, I, that's one of those ones too, where one of those realist moments, I think we talked about that on our Stanley Kubrick episode where, um, Matthew Modine is like they're getting ready for the raid. Yeah, and yeah. he's like, "I'm not ready for this shit, yeah. man." Just a little moment like that. Well, I mean, like Deer Hunter is in like my top ten of all time, and that, and now we get into like a tricky thing of is Deer Hunter is Deer Hunter a war movie? A war movie, and I think I've always said Deer Hunter is the best movie about coming home from yeah. war. And I know that's not the whole thing, but you know, it's split up into pretty like distinct sections, and I don't. As an all-encompassing war movie, I don't think Deer Hunter fits it best. But if we're just talking about, like, war picture, like, the experience of war, you know, we don't see anyone, like, come home and say in Private Ryan, right? Or Thin Red Line, right? So, yeah, I think these, just, like, the experience of war, the battle, the conflict. I love this. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. This is a big foul <laughs> that's a tough scene too for a one-off for an actor oh yeah you're just gonna in. come in edward burns just so pissed at this whole thing <laughs> yeah another like big challenge of this movie is how many times do we do the uh false positives right yeah like, we, we got a yeah. ryan like how many times do we do that and they do it just enough so that when we discover him, like, it's brilliant. Like, the yeah. way they do it, yep. it's all one shot, and we're, like, panning over, you know. Well, we've talked about Hanks a little bit in war films. I mean, where is this for, like, Spielberg for you? Ooh. Yeah. That, is that, that, like, yeah. harder? Like, that, that's, that is harder. Why is that harder? Um, I don't know. I think it's harder because he's had. He's been doing it since the seventies. Right. And he's, he's reinvented himself. So many reinvent is not the right word. He's proven to us that he can do so many different things. So many times. It's like, I can do this thing. I can do this. And it all just works.
Yeah, that, that's 100% true. Like, he is, like, the most eclectic director in that way because he can, he can do it all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just by way of just that opening scene and then the whole rest of this movie, yeah, okay, I, I think I would put it in top five of Spielberg. What's one? Catch me if you can. I, yeah, I know that's... Yeah. But- that's fair. I would because I think just can't deny ET. Like I think that's oh, no. my favorite. Yeah, we talk yeah, about yeah. Uh, okay. Here's what we're gonna do: favorite versus best. And we just did this, but like, I know your favorite is Catch Me If You Can. But like, what do you think is his object objective best. best? And there are a few you could put here. You could put like Jaws. Who's gonna argue with you? No one. Schindler's List. Same Private Ryan. E.T., honestly, like those are three. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like, no one's going to argue with you. I think, I think his. Oh, I think sorry. it's E.T. Wow. It, I, I think it is because the, that, that movie just hits a certain way that, that I think, like, that, that's one of those movies. The feelings that you get from that movie, only a movie can really do that. It's funny that my my favorite is E.T. and you think that's his best. I best I I don't know. It's tough. It's Schindler's List. I I think Schindler's List honestly is. I think what he like did there. Like no one had done that. Yeah, and no one had done this with the war film either. But like, I mean, I I remember talking to my dad about Schindler's List, and he's like, that was the first movie where we we got to see what it was like inside. And Mm -hmm. you know, it's not a documentary. It's not real. But we just we didn't know. Yeah, we didn't know. And then he just goes there and. I do yeah, like to bring that movie yeah. up in relation to this one because that movie is not remembered for as unflinching as it is, mm-hmm. and it really is like it's brutal. But well, I guess the overall point is that Steven Spielberg, good director, yeah, good director, good yeah, director. Yeah, he's, he's he's a bit of all right. Yeah, see, I love this part. Like we're calming down a little bit, and here's where he's really revealing. Like, yeah, it's not it's not easy on him. Like you you make logical decisions. Like so, mm-hmm. this one person dies, so I can save three. And yeah, I don't know. I You're love weighing this, uh, human life. Yeah, and he just knows the number. Oh, ingenious, genius. genius. Th- this is gonna sound simple. Okay, so we just cut the Tom Sizemore there. We did not cut to him when he said how many. Yeah, you know you don't need to. Yeah. you need to you need to keep it on Hanks. Like that's very very important is when to cut and when not to mm-hmm. cut. When certain lines can be off camera and not. Sweets lost 94 under his command, and he lost, I think he said 35 on D-Day. And I assume that was under his command. That was at least people he was responsible for. So that's like a third of the Mm -hmm. men he's lost, like in his life, you know, under his command have been five days ago. Yeah. Not even a week. This is, yeah, this is what's, uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough thing to talk about. But this is the thing I think a lot about with this is that like when you, you know, it's fight or flight. Like when you respond to active trauma, it's like you're either going to, I mean, you can stay still, you can fight. And we saw that on the beach. We saw that in that mm-hmm. opening sequence. That's like, you know, I equate it to like getting punched in the face. Like if you get punched in the face by someone you were told to trust, like that wound on your face is going to heal. But that like emotional scar of like, what the hell is this? I thought I could trust that person that's going to hang around a lot more. And I just, I, you know, 
the men who came back from World War II, it's just that's like the good generation. Like they made the boomers. Like that, it's the quiet. It's a great generation. I just can't imagine the hell they went through. Oh. And I've talked to uh, a number, and it just, you know, watching someone die in front of you, whether it was in 1944 or 2004, it doesn't change. It's mm-hmm. still got to be hard. And I think about that a lot when I watch this. This is a really interesting scene. It goes on. It goes on for a long time, and I don't mind. I mean, we get to, like, know them, but I always um, I always love this, like, hiding, like, pretending like he's not awake. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just... I love that story. Yeah, that always, like, resonated. Like, I've done that in certain I, I think aspects. everyone has. Like, yeah, you, you pretend you to be have. asleep or... You've done mm-hmm. it before, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's why the most brutal killing of this movie is when adam goldberg there gets stabbed yeah Heart oh with that god on that, the I, it's the, it, I actually i have a tougher time watching that than i do the entire normandy scene yeah because you haven't been shot before nor have i but you've like sliced your finger open cutting you know chopping something or cut, like we've all done it we all know what it feels like to get sliced not that <sighs> deeply not fatally but we all know what a blade feels like and that's why it's like boom uh, oh, man, just, and just the guys like shh yeah like, yeah oh, no it's, it's okay just, it's, it's okay. just like a, it's an element of reality yeah exactly that's what makes it real like yeah. I'm, uh, and you know we're not sitting here saying the normandy stuff is like oh yeah, it's easy no it's no not that, it's not the relatability of mm-hmm. like smaller violence like that like i think the harshest scene for me to watch even in something like no country for old men is when that block hits brolin in the oh, chest oh yeah and it's like oh my god i i for some reason, I just know what that would feel like. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just know. Oh, it's brutal. Yeah, but now we're getting to know all the guys. I love that uh, Jackson Barry Pepper can just pass right out. He's yeah. like, you know, yeah. clear conscious. It's all good. We're uh, the they do well in war. <laughs> I love when we when we get out of this church. I also love um they showed a little attention, but you know, the dictation of the letter, you mm-hmm. know, Vin Diesel's letter to his dad, and that'll happen again. Um, when we leave the church though, it's a really cool shot. They're like walking along the the terrain with the bombs going off. I think another thing that like watch modern war movies and stuff like they don't maybe this is a digital thing but they don't have like a color palette i I, Mm. I, i'm sorry you know we're doing commentary series so we're getting a little geeky and technical like this movie is uh like mustard yellow greens dark blues a little bit of white browns that's it like ain't, ain't no red in this there is no like no one's wearing black you know there's no bright green there's no bright blue anything and if you watch something like even like hacksaw rich has like amazing battle scenes like it yeah. really does like yeah. those battle scenes are great but i'm looking at it and i'm like there's a lot of there's a lot of green screen back there you know and to do yeah. that you gotta like pump it up as bright and it, it was the same kind of thing with 1917 and again I'm not i'm not taking anything away from Nick, I'm not taking anything away from Mel Gibson, right? <laughs> Ooh, I won't be taking no, anything no, away seriously. from Mel. No, no, but I'm not taking anything away from those movies, but there's, I don't know, there's an authenticity here to this one that just, it makes it feel more like lived out, like Saving Private Ryan, if someone's like, 
if someone goes, what's the color you associate with this? I would go gray. Yeah. Gray, absolutely. Yeah. Like it's, it's just a gray, like drab movie. And they were doing all that shit in camera. I mean, you can send stuff off to the lab and tell them to like overexpose stuff, yeah. but it's crazy to think that they were just doing this all in camera and not changing the color in post, not making it brighter in post. I don't know. That's the film versus digital argument, I suppose. Yep. And I think it's just crazy that now film is primarily just used as um, almost as a way that just shows, it, it dates it. Like they use film now to kind of show, oh, this is, this must be a movie from the 90s or something like that. Or a yeah. time period where film was the way that you saw it. Oh, yeah, I mean, we, we've talked a lot of, about this. Like, I don't know what directors we have left who are going to want to. But you got like, you know. Sam Levinson. Shoots on. Well, I mean, okay, he didn't shoot Euphoria season one on film because he couldn't. And he did season two. That's okay. Okay, so that's fair. But is he just going to be on TV? Is he going to be yeah. making movies? Because like. We got Nolan, PTA, and QT. They're the only ones shooting on film. Yeah. And they are like the the three A-list directors out there. And it's, you know, they're, they're not the only ones. There are others. But I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I don't know. When they stop making movies, God forbid, is film just going to go away? Is film just going to go away, yeah. If you, if you Unless pay, it's, it's just used for a, as a device. Right, right. And if you pay attention closely, like... It, I, I actually, I believe it was during the Normandy scene when um, you can see like that light poking through at the bottom of the frame. And in a few shots, you can see it like flickering mm -hmm. and it's flickering. And that's literally the film going through the camera. Yeah. Like, that's what that flicker is because the light is just on the edge of the frame. And you could you could try to recreate that in digital. But really, when I watch it in something like this, it's a quote unquote uh, in camera like mistake that just works. Mm -hmm. It just works. And yeah. That's, I don't know. I just love that shit. This is a, oh God, what's his name? Leland Orsel or some, something like that? I don't know his name, but I know every movie he's in because I You know every movie he's been in well, like no, 200 but, movies. I, but there's also another great movie from this year that he was in. Do you know what it is? In 1998? 1998. I don't know, but he's the lust victim in Seven. Yes, I know no, he is. He I know. <laughs> 1998. Um, throw it to me. It's probably going to be some bullshit. <laughs> no, no way. The great, very bad things. Fuck, a yeah. great call. God yeah, damn yeah. it, that's a great call. No argument. He, he actually, in that movie, uh, this is a weird runoff tangent. Yeah, it's not going to uh, go too long because I want to get back to St. Barbara. All right. <laughs> so the, uh, um, I, I love a good son of a bitch delivery in, mm, a, in, mm -hmm. a, in a movie. And, uh, oh, no, fuck, I screwed up. It's not even son of a bitch. It's Jesus Christ. Never mind. Uh, he, he yells, you're done. I told you, you only had a few amount of time. You're done. You're done. You're done. It's just done. No, no, no. I know what you mean. Like even we were talking about today with, uh, in Hollywood, uh, ginger haired fucker. Like, oh, it's a yep, great yep. fucker. It's a great like, yeah, fucker. Like if you pick it right, you can, but that's good to know that he has a good quote. He's got a, He's got the best Jesus Christ delivery I've ever heard from a movie. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> I'm I'm a big fan of um single fuck deliveries. Like there's a uh, oh, there's oh. a scene in Memento like he gets into the hotel and it, it's like not his hotel and he's like, "Oh, am I drunk?" but he gets in the shower. It's it's Dodd's hotel. That's who it is. It's Dodd's and he's like rubbing his hair and he goes, 
fuck. Yeah. <laughs> just like lets it out. It's like, fuck. Yeah, a good single fuck delivery is. That is that's really good. Do you know the best single fuck delivery in the history of film? You uh, know it. Yes, I do. I know what you're going to say. What? Eyes wide shut. God damn it. Yes, right. God that's damn right. It. That's right. You're doing good today. Yeah, you're doing right. good. God that's damn right. it. It is. Prove me wrong. Is there better? Nope. Final word. Final word and final word of a g- master's genius's career. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, um, I do like this scene because it shows like, it's kind of easy to look at dog tags and be like, yeah, these are just dog tags, but it's like, no, these are all actually a person. Yeah. And it's cool to see them all. Cool is not the right word. It's, um, you don't, don't use, it's m- kind of profound to just see them go. come to it at their own degree. Like they're all, look at this poor bastard, you know, but, and then Rabisi is the first one to call it out. And then Hanks comes up. And that's, what's so cool about this is like, you know, this movie does cheat a little bit. We talked about that. Like it, it's a cheat in the beginning. That is, that is Matt Damon, private Ryan at that France cemetery. And then we, you know, we cut to things. He isn't like Matt Damon isn't in any of these things. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's a cheat. It's yep. okay. And, I've written, <laughs> um, just calling out Ryan's name. Anyone know Ryan? And then someone does. Like that's, yep. it's not that unbelievable. No, like, it's, it's not. really not. Like it could happen. It could be. Look at this. Yeah, you're a genius. Ryan, <laughs> <laughs> it's French. Yeah, and the whole airborne coming in. It's like. And you need that guy. You need the voice of reason to be like, yeah. And and I love even how you like you see Hanks gives that like he almost falls in line with the with the the amusement of it. Initially, he definitely does. Like it's like, hey, whatever it you know. And then he's kind of getting it. Like yes, he's yeah, laughing. See, he's yeah, cutting up. Oh, yeah. this is funny. And they're all walking by and just takes. And if you're, you know, if you're paying close attention, like Private Ryan was in the 101st Airborne and they got dropped in a wrong place. So, you know, there makes sense that like some things could connect. But even the actor who comes up, no, James Francis friend, like the deaf guy, he's been in stuff too. Yeah, like he's, he's yeah. a good, yeah, it, it was just. Great John Williams score for its subtlety. It is, some, yeah. For some, being doing it, doing it. Mm-hmm. some we know, we just know. You know, Star Wars, like Empire Strikes Back, we know. But this one is really good in its subtlety, and I actually write to this score a lot. That do you really? I do. Oh, I do. I do. I don't know why, because it's it's nice and subtle, and it's just one, two, three, four. That's five people in shot. It's not easy. And Hanks was in there earlier. I love this guy. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like that's this movie's never shy about showing you like the randomness of war like a guy gets hit he's on normandy beach he gets hit in the head 
with a bullet and he survives. Lucky bastard takes the helmet off, dies. Yeah. Like this, yeah. Helps guy, oh, probably remember the Titans is his big thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a great actor. I love the way Hanks plays this. He's like, all right, give me a pen, give me a pen. I, I love that. I hate pencils. Pencils are no good. The only thing good about pencils is that you can erase. Yeah, that's it. We make mistakes. Um, do you, if you make a, if you make a mistake on a pen, do you do one single cross out or do you like draw all over the word? And so it's just like a big kind of like mess. All right, there's a few ways to answer this. I appreciate you asking. Number one, I have the handwriting of a fucking serial killer. Serial killer who's, like, drunk. Like, it's just, it's no good. Like, I can, I took notes during um, Don't Worry Darling, because I knew, you know, I was going to do that review for the Blonde Pod, and I read them. I should have brought them here so you could read it. Again, that's, like, in the dark, and I'm just going off, like, not really writing what I'm watching. I'm just trying to take notes, and that took me... um, couple hours yeah. <laughs> to figure out what i was saying and i was like oh yeah yeah, yeah that's right that's right that's right men in red suits men in red suits um, men in red suits so it yeah but if i'm using a pen like it's um because you know you got to use a pen like on a card or something mm-hmm. like if you're writing someone a card you ever messed up a card oh yeah you you just can't you you, you gotta get well, but, I mean, what what do you do if you do oh all yeah. out it's like a block and i just make a joke out of it like i'll cross it out like i'll make a little block out of it Oh, so you okay? So you double down and just kind of make it into something. Call myself out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to call yourself out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do a scribble over the entire word. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Here they're all kind of tracking his uh, shaking, which is interesting because it's what does it, what does that mean to you? The shaking does it do anything for you? The shaking hands. Yeah. Um. Because it, it is. We can admit it's a thing, right? Yeah, like I mean, they, they show it a lot. A lot, yeah. Um, and it's, apparently it's, it's almost solved as, with like a little water and, you know. Yeah, it's almost as uh, as as shown as uh, the the face-off the when they when they swipe their hand down the person's face and face-off. John Travolta and his family do that thing. You know what I'm you're saying about? it's shown. I know what you're talking about. You're saying it's shown that much. It's not shown that much. It's, it's shown the, the hand? The shaking of the hand, I think, is shown just as much. Okay, but shaking of a hand is a very normal reaction to, like, horrific PTSD. Oh, yeah. Waving your hand down someone's fucking face, like, <laughs> makes no sense, and everyone agree with that. So, thank you for... That is... It doesn't answer my question at all, but I'll I appreciate it. it but like, I'll answer it. I get back to it. But, like, in... Yeah, because I'm gonna. I actually do want to focus on the scene because it's a really good scene. All right. Um, but to answer that question, no, it actually doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. I wonder if it did in '98 though. I I think I kind of. I I mean I don't have anything against it, but I'm like okay, he's. I guess it's good to show that it's affecting him a little more than he seems. I like this scene a lot because this is really the only time we see Tom Hanks like just be a dick. You know, like yeah. he's he's over. Why don't you shut up? Maybe you should shut up. This is a very um. Uh, I don't know. This is such a weird thing to talk about. Like, so it's a weird way for me to set this scene up. But this is 
I'm not trying to alienate anyone when I say this. I hope people understand it. But I think this is such an inherently masculine scene about mm-hmm. how they are all responding to it. And it's like something kicks up here within Hanks. Like, why? What? Why is yeah. our objective is to win the war? Like, why is he being so tough and so hard? And, you know, why, why, why? It doesn't. It's just the way that it goes. It's yeah. like you can't explain war. You can't explain people like. Yeah, he, I mean, just the the tenseness, the tightness, and no one agrees with him. Mm-hmm. Not even Sizemore. And Sizemore is always his right hand man. Sizemore is always on board, and they're like, "We're here to save Ryan. Like, we're not trying to take out this this thing. Like, what is the point of this?" I just, um, I don't know. I love that dynamic, and he's the first to go. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've always really appreciated that. And what's going back to like the the Oscar stuff like this isn't this is not a one note performance at all. I no. think it was kind of criticized by that because this this performance did not win like any awards. Benini sweeped like everything. It wasn't Golden Globes or anything. And look how like they're getting the five o'clock shadow right. Like mm-hmm. the the beard is getting like I don't know. It just looks worse. Who's going left? Yeah. <laughs> no one volunteers. It's a bad idea, boss. Yeah, you will, yeah. boss. Yeah, it is a very subtle performance in that way where it's not flashy or showy. Hanks? Yeah, Hanks. Nah. And uh, I remember he was talking about this in um, in uh, Inside the Actors Studio with James Lipton. He was he was the first person on it twice. I remember that. Yeah. He's a fucking legend. That's so intense. Um, Him talking in his first episode, him talking about Philadelphia, is one of the most moving things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it just weeping. I miss that show. I miss it a lot. I do too. I do too. Why isn't Inside the Actor Studio available anywhere? Anywhere. anywhere. Like anywhere. You can't find it on YouTube. You can't do anything. It's a goldmine for actors. It's the only time. It's it's the best you'll ever get at listening to an actor talk about their process. And whether you want to call it pretentious or whatnot, it, it's well, it's it was pre-podcast. So yeah. I mean, they're essentially like just podcast episodes. They are essentially of like, that's exactly yeah, what it like, is. Yeah. So why doesn't anyone turn those yeah. into podcasts? I don't know. Anyway, this is cool because we um we we are completely assuming the identity and the point of view of Jeremy Davies now. Yeah, which is like we've totally switched, and you know, it's like, hey, you're the you're the linguist, you're the typist, whatever it is. Just you stay back here, and we get a really cool like. Oh, that's great. Go oh, throwing the man. grenade back, God. And um I, I just love the shot when it's like done and they're yelling for him, like, up him, bring, bring ammo, up him, bring, bring supplies, bring this, and he jumps through the fog. Like, this is such a good scene. But you see him kind of like. I mean, on no, nah, it's not fair to say. I was gonna say this is up him sequence, but it's not. It's up him and Miller's sequence, but like up him really comes into his own here. Like, you know, he not befriends, but he empathizes with the German captain yeah. soldier yep. and all that stuff. How do you feel about the guy they are going to capture here and that Tom Hanks lets go, that that's the one who kills Tom Hanks? How do you feel about that? Well, before, Is it too like, oh, sorry. Go before ahead. we get there, I just want to point out like one of the things I like about this scene with Jeff No, I want to talk about two hours from now. I don't want to talk about the scene. <laughs> no, it seriously, is, when he jumps through like the fog here. Is because when you he's see it watched, there and then white... And then, Are you gonna let me talk? 
Wait, wait, boom, he comes through. Yes, oh I'll let God. you talk now. I had to wait till he came through, man. Yes, I won't say another word. When he was uh, when he was <laughs> when he was watching them, I always got the feeling like he's like, Well, what if they all die and I'm left here? Mm-hmm. Like, like cause because he's all alone and he's watching everyone, and that was a very tumultuous situation. That could have been in his head. That's a good call. Like, what the hell am I gonna do? I mean, yep. he probably just hide or something, but Yeah, exactly. He's a hider. But uh, how do I feel about the, this soldier that uh, invents it? I mean, I mean, you just got to kill them all, man. You, you, can't, you, can't, you can't take on that chance because you could always say, like, well, what if, if I let this guy go? What if he comes back and kills me later? You know, how, yeah. you know how you guarantee that guy won't kill you later? Kill him first. That's true. I mean, you could, I don't know. There's a different way to, like, you don't necessarily have to just, like, walk that way for a thousand paces. I don't know. Um, anyhow, this is, this is such a tough scene because it's like the medic, Medic can't die. Like, mm-hmm. the medic's got to save people. And, and the way that he's coaching them through it, like, what is it? What, you know, yeah. lift my legs up. It's my liver, my liver. Uh, and they, um, you know, it's kind of an agreed upon thing here where they, they essentially kill him with too much morphine. Mm-hmm. And that's not spelled out. Like, one thing that's really great about this movie is that it, it just never spells anything out. Not really. Like, you, I mean, you know the mission and you know how they all feel about it. But it's not like heavy handing us with expository dialogue you know we're just like there but this is oh god this is so brutal when the medic is yeah tell us what to do uh that's exactly what i would say yep because two three four dabs of that you're uh toast pretty much you'll just fall into like a do you think he was asking for that because he knows he's gonna die yeah yes i do I do, and I think that's why they're they're all reading it here. Give you know because yeah. he size or um, Hanks is the only one that can really authorize that. So that's yeah. probably two. Mm. Yes, that's and then you'll see Sizemore when he does another one. He he has he has a tough time with it, and he like spits out the cap. But they're all on board. You know, give him another one. Yep. See, he can't look. Yeah. He can't look. He covers it yeah. like it's. I mean, he's done for. Look at him. It's. Yeah. Uh, banging for his mom, Jesus Christ. Oh, just... oh fuck. Ay, 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 passing of the letter. And like, I think Jeremy Davies up him is like the, I don't know, kind of the, the heart in a way, or like, you know, he's the, he's a sensible one, but Wade was also too. And now that he's gone, it's like, what do we, I don't know, what do we do about this? And things kind of get, uh. One of the things that Tom Hanks said on that Inside the Actor Studio is like, you had to find something that kind of like, it's your go-to thing when you're acting with it, with your character. Like, you always have an anchor in that way. Mm-hmm. And I, I get the feeling watching this, like, that anchor, that weight that he has is all the men that died underneath him. Hmm. And... The, he doesn't want more. Yeah. And 
And so like that when you were talking earlier about like why is he snapping right here? Like what is it about this day? Because in war, like, you know, like you, there is no like you react however you react. Certain days will be certain days. And I always kind of like in thinking about how much it affects him, how many men have died under him that like he carries that in in his body you can see it he's yeah. great yeah and he doesn't want to reveal like personal aspects of his life because yep. he wants to keep that between you know with him and we even see that like when matt damon's like tell me about your you know the rose gardens or whatever and he's like no no that's for me so what we're about to see here is like the most that he's going to reveal but it is kind of like the breaking point like they all mm-hmm. just look bad here like this is like kind of yeah God, what is happening? This is a really signature scene. I didn't understand this when I saw this in the theater. This is why it's good to have uh, my dad around for stuff when I was (laughs) younger and now. Love my dad, great teacher. But I didn't realize that in like 1944, like men, you you did not cry. No. Like you didn't show that you cried. You didn't, like that's not what men did. Like you contained it you did this so when i saw this like for the first time with my dad and you know we're not like talking during the movie because we're like in the movie and it's sold out and everything and then after and then after this was the scene that rocked him the most because he's like you that just like didn't happen yeah and um it's not this angle it's when we cut to a little closer and a little underneath of hanks when he like looks over his shoulder and you can really see, he's like, oh, my God, are there any of them, like, looking at me? Yeah. Like, oh, my God, it's just, it's so heartbreaking. But, yeah, it's, like, weighing on him. And I don't think it's any surprise that after this, this, to me, this reaction is all, like, why did I do this? Like, why was I acting like this? Why yeah. did I, you know, did I get Wade killed? It, it kind of backs up your point. Like, he just got another guy killed. Mm-hmm. We didn't get him killed, but, you know, under his command. And that's, it's like, this is just. All because he made a decision that no one wanted to go with. No one wanted to do it. We could have, let's just go around. This, oh, this shot when he looks over. That's an actor crying. It's an actor crying. A lot of actors, really good actors, are good at acting crying. But those tears aren't there. <laughs> but those tears aren't there. I told you that before we filmed yeah. I'm Alive. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I, I, I need tears. I don't need. <laughs> what a dish (laughs) Betty Boop (laughs) toot toot Uh. ah it's brutal and all these guys are like kind of sitting around, not up them, but everyone else is like, this dude's, you know, digging his own grave or someone else's grave. We're going to put him in there. They just all think he's going to go. And it's <sighs> letting this guy go is the impetus of this whole huge argument that's about to happen. Like Tom Sizemore kills Edward Burns. Tom Hanks has to come clean about who he is. Like it's really, it's a really good way to force exposition you know mm-hmm. like yeah it's, it's yep. like you don't have someone i don't know it's kind of a thing like what what is what does captain miller do like what's this, it's it's a bed it's a bed it's going up it's this that it's a thing and then 
you know, astute moviegoers would be like, this is going to be revealed to us or else like, why would they be talking about this? And there's so many ways to do that. And to force exposition through conflict yeah. is always, in my opinion, like just a really, it's a good way to do it. Like it's we're the not best sitting way around it. a table. We're not sitting around a boardroom. Like we're forcing exposition through conflict. And that is yep. um, not very easy to get right, but yeah. it, it just so works. Here, I don't know. He's kind of reclaiming Hanks, I mean, like his humanity here to me and his like independence of his own command. Like, mm -hmm. no, I can, because only one other dude wants to let him go. Like, you know, uh, all these other guys like would just rip him to shreds. Like, they don't look at Edward Burns. Like, he's ready for it. Brooklyn, New York. He's ready. He's like, okay. Oh, God. I don't want to, uh, put too much you know stock into this but i did hear that tom sizemore wasn't having like necessarily the best of times while they were filming this you know he's an actor who's been through his his problems and he was getting like drug tested every day and that and that I, I the only reason i mentioned that is because this argument he's about to have with edward burns feels like real like mm. i actually feel like he's gonna shoot him like you don't know when to shut up you don't know how to shut up uh Uh, oof. Here we go. Everyone's coming to their own. Yep. I love the way Hanks looks at Sizemore when Burns walks off. You'll see it. Robin, get back in line. That was a real doozy. Oh. Well, I, yeah. just, I love this conversation. Get off me. Like, it's just so believable. Oof. There it is, that look. Yeah. I just love that. There it is. This is... And then you get the cross-cross dialogue. Yeah. You have Upham, and then you have Barry Pepper. So, yeah. And Goldberg, I have a sixth sense for these things. It's so, yep. and then just look at Hanks. This is why you cast a movie star here. Yep. Because Hanks is just holding this in his command, and he's like, "Oh, I have an ace in my in my back pocket. It's just I'm going to get real with these fellas. I'm going to yep. tell them who I am, where I'm from, and that's what I'm going to do." And it's like it's on his face, like, "Oh, oh, this is what I have to do now." You know how to shut up. You don't know how to shut up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I want to say the 300 school teacher. 
This scene, huh. though, while it is Hanks' scene, the um, the perfect little like punctuation on it is Tom Sizemore going, "I'll be doggone." It's it's just perfect. Yeah, I'll be doggone. Like he's like, "Oh my god!" Like that that is what it is. Pennsylvania is where he's a teacher. I hope I said Pennsylvania before. I think I did. I think he did. Okay. Well, I think I did. I love that. Like, holy shit. And then that look, like, my favorite scene of Saving Private Ryan, my favorite single moment, will come up toward the end. I'm just going to, because it's in my mind. It is when we know that Edward Burns, like, does not like Matt Damon, does not like Private Ryan. Hey, asshole, two of our guys died waiting, you know, coming out here. And it's very clear. And then right before the Germans show up, Edward Burns kind of looks at Damon and the, and he get, and Damon's like spacing out and then they lock eyes and birds gives him a little nod. Like, you know, yeah. it, it, to me, that nod is like, we, we're here, we're together. Like, I don't necessarily like, like you or like why I'm, why I'm here, but you also did lose three brothers. And like, mm-hmm. I feel all that. Mm-hmm. And we're, no matter what happens here, I'm defending your life yep. against these Germans and you're going to defend mine. That's yep. the way it's going to go. That's the way that it's my works. favorite moment in the movie. Like it, I mean, you know, two seconds, it's just. So this, this whole speech, like, I mean, that's, it's about done now, but this was apparently like written two, three, four times as long, which would have like, that's what the Oscars love, you know, yeah, tears yeah. and like you do all that and you get to this big thing and then he goes, nah, I don't, I don't really think that's how it would be. I think it's the right call. I think I think this whole entire speech was it was it's good at the length it is. And it's, it's very logical point. too. Like yep. he, he just breaks down facts. I love how he says, like, I'll even sign the paperwork. Like I'll even put it through. Like, go, cool, go. I'll even sign and it, it's just that detail of like, oh yeah, it would it would take a lot of paperwork mm-hmm. to like justify why he's going. But I love that, you know, and he goes back alone and he's the only one to bury Wade. Ugh. And they all fall back in. It's kind of a good uh, reset, you know, yep. like a narrative reset of like we weren't cool. And now we're all kind of on the same page. We all know the deal. We all know the shot. Love these silhouettes. In this I know movie. they're so great. Yeah, yeah. I just kind of got lost in it. I know. Oh well, it happens. Because now we have a little, like, uh, not a little, you know, just a little. Look we're working that. our way to. I guess they're going to Ramel or you know wherever that main mm-hmm. final battle is going to be. We are working our way there, and I love, uh, this is it. This is when they discover Ryan, and it was just, this is like the only kind of chuckle in the theater. I remember yeah. that people being like, oh, wow. Because, you know, like, I was, I saw Goodwill Hunting in 1997. I was like, what, 11, 12? Like, my dad loved that movie. He really wanted me to take, so I would like, he really wanted to take me. So I had, like, some relationship with Matt Damon, but... It's hard to explain this to people now. Like, if you if you were watching this movie in '98, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, I think I think I know that guy." It was just enough yeah. 
to where like you recognized him because he'd been in the press and stuff. He'd won the Oscar. So you recognized him without necessarily being able to place him. But it wasn't a movie star part. Like it's it's honestly one of the most ingenious bits of casting that like I've ever seen. Yeah. He's just I don't know. The way that happened is that uh, Spielberg could not cast Ryan. He couldn't find Ryan. And then Spielberg's friend, Robin Williams, was filming Goodwill Hunting and had his buddy Spielberg visit the set and met Matt Damon. And that's how it all got started. Wow. You know, that's isn't crazy. that crazy? It's just like absolutely nuts. No, it, it's perfect casting for it at the time, too, for exactly what you're saying. He was like the it guy at the time because Ben yeah. Affleck, like, the, it doesn't make sense. Like, no, it just doesn't no. make sense. He's not. I, I know they grew, grew up in the same neighborhood, but like Ben Affleck is, and we love Affleck, but he's not enough of a all all American boy to like yeah. be that. He looks too. I don't know. He no. looks too like movie star ish. Like he does, you know. Matt Damon had the perfect look for it, especially at that time. He was so young and kind of like doughy eyed, and uh, and 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 he was enough of a star to where there was interest to be like, oh, he's Ryan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's not in it for very long either. It doesn't feel like that. Well, we're going to... Yeah, we'll talk about that later because we'll talk about him a little later. But, I mean, even here, this has all been one shot. Yeah. This has all been a stealth wonder. I, I call it stealth wonder when it doesn't. it's not drawing attention to itself. We know Max Martini right there. He's, he's in Captain Phillips. He's the guy who takes out everyone in Captain Phillips. Like, he's right. That guy on the left is in the Rage Carry 2. <laughs> Here we got Matt Damon. I just love that. Like, goes one. And then we hand <laughs> over it all the guys. Like, what the fuck? Huh. But that's that's really, like, the randomness of war. Like, yeah. here it is. It's all, yep. it's all right here. Part of me has to wonder, like, they found out who Ryan was in that field. Like, what happened between here and the field? Just nothing. They're like, yeah. we'll just follow you to yeah. the town, and then we'll break the news to him. Yeah, we got we had a conversation, but we, you, you guys go ahead. We'll be we'll we'll, we'll follow behind. But what's funny is how he's like already had this conversation, you know, with that guy who and with Nathan. Nathan yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't him. And now, now when he delivers this news, it's so much more like just uh, boom, right there it is. Yeah. Your brothers were killed. Like that's. So I think let's explore what's coming up here a little bit. Like, how do you feel? I think it's a big source of contention about how Damon slash Private Ryan just rejects, like, leaving. And, like, you know, I, I reject being the the rescue of this rescue mission. You yeah. know, you tell my mother that I was here with the only brothers I had left. So, you know.
How do you feel about that? <laughs> do you think they? Well, I think there's there's probably an element to like like a bit of that 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 mentality of being a man of like, well, I don't want to be a victim here. I don't want I don't want to be like yeah, like I want to do my job. I want to do this for my brothers. Mm-hmm. I want to do this for all of that. Like, what? What am I just going to leave now? Mm-hmm. I can understand it. Yeah, it makes sense. I, it never. It struck me as like um, unfulfilling narratively because you want him to be like, sure, let's go, and then we'll just skip across. Yeah, wherever, yeah, yeah. like back. Yeah, back to safety. But of course, you have to add the tension. So yeah, I just some people like um, William Goldman, the famed screenwriter, wrote a, a, a rather scathing review of this movie. Actually, like shortly after it was released, and this was one of his biggest complaints about why don't we just cut like as soon as Private Ryan says, no, I don't want to go. And why don't we just cut to the German tank showing up? And like, it's not a bad criticism. Like, I get it, you know, because then we miss these 20 minutes of all this talking and Private Ryan telling this like silly story about his brothers and stuff. So it's an interesting, it's an interesting road to go down. But here's Edward Burns' moment. I love this. Two guys died already. Burns always has that bigger gun and he's always like holding on his hip. I love that. I love this. He registers the name. I think it's a good thing that, like, in, in disagreeing with Lynn Goldman's review on it, because this is this is the having this stuff, this dialogue, this back and forth. This is the crux of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's the tension. It's the main thing. Like, no one expects. Him. I didn't expect him to do that. Mm-hmm. I, you're like kind of mad at him, like. What? Like all these guys came here for yeah. you. Like you're you're supposed to leave and just go back home. You have a ticket home. He's like, nah, I'm staying here to fight. I don't know. I like it. I get it. Just production design of this bridge and just the way yeah. everything is laid out. Like it feels like you're literally in like this bombed out city. Like it's incredible. I mean, everything's just so Again, like he's not cutting to like there's no helicopter shots or anything like that. There's no ultra, ultra wide. We're just right here, but you see all the smoke going in the background. Like you just see all of it. It feels so lived in. I love Hanks's like he like his head nods back and forth. He's like, okay. Yeah. Not the reaction that yeah. we expected, like, uh, okay. but uh that's what we got. Yeah, it's a great shot. He just like contemplates. He's like, eh, okay. As the movie stars are for, like you, you hold the camera on them for a little bit. We're not even seeing his eyes. Yeah, we're not even seeing his eyes. Yeah, it, it, like, it, like all the okay. head movements right there, yeah. like all the gestures. This is a great moment between them. All right, so let me ask you a question: How many Oscars? Do you think just the number? Same Private Ryan won 1998, the year before Titanic won like 13, 12, 13, took them all. How many the next year did Same Private Ryan win? And you know it didn't win Best Picture. Yeah. Two. Five. Five. Two. What? Two I, I took a guess. Won? God damn it. It's supposed to, it should have taken like 10 or 11. Well, two. no, it should have, but I thought if it Tell won. Tell me what two you think 
It won. I think it won sound. Okay. And um, and director. You know, yeah, it won direct and cinematography, which is good. Oh, oh, okay. Sound. There were two. There's one sound now, but two sounds back then. You mm-hmm. know, editing and mixing. On that. And editing, which is good. And then, that's it. Like that's crazy. That's crazy. Like that's 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 just I don't know. It doesn't add up. Here's your great uh, title line delivery. It's always nice to add in a title title line. Do you I like th- that do you, too. Do you think that's that's something a movie should do? Um. Oh wow, it's a good question. This is a little forced. I'm I'm not gonna lie. Save, the way he the way Saving Private Ryan was delivered there is a little forced. But I think um, yeah. Wow, that's a really good question. I don't mind like a good title line delivery when like you don't expect it you're mm-hmm. like oh but when they're just dumbing it down over and saying it over and over and over you're like uh what i'm always you know i'm always a fan of the single word titles i made a few of those myself and those are not being made to like have the word said over and over i mean go maybe ah, <laughs> yeah. that. but um yeah title line deliveries i think can be can be oh okay certainly it can be abused but i'm you didn't even ask me this, but if if I'm if I'm being asked, I like more of a. Uh, it's hard to explain. Like a more, I want to say abstract but concrete, which aren't two things that match. But like I, for whatever reason, I'm thinking of irreversible, and uh, like that's like that's never said, but no. that's so perfect it's, for it's that a movie. Perfect, like yeah. it's just so perfect. But um, I do. I actually think Saving Private Ryan is like. A perfect title for it this is. movie. It's like a perfect I think it's title. perfect. Yeah. I think I think they because the way like the wording of that Tom Sizemore monologue, it's um you can feel that they had to like fit it in and but I don't know, that's okay. Can I don't imagine, mind it in this. Can you imagine the name wasn't Ryan, it was something else like like saving private Mike? Saving private Well <laughs> last name Mike would be weird, but no, you gotta go weird like Bukowski or like Oh Saving yeah, Private I mean, Bukowski. <laughs> Saving Pride, I don't know, Nevdialak or something like I don't know something crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be a uh, first person name. That's true. Yeah, yeah. When you're talking about like abusing the title, it's like Rocky. It's like Jesus Christ. How many times are you gonna say his name? Man? <laughs> Come on, that was funny. <laughs> I got like the tiniest little chuckle. What'd you say? Oh my god! You're not even listening. <laughs> I'm watching the fucking movie. I'm sorry. Oh no, wait. What'd you god. say? What'd you say? No, I, I didn't have my headphones on. Right. You have to find in the edit. No, say no. Say it. Say it again. <laughs> I did. Oh wait. I was like, on, Max Martini. No, what'd you I, say? I was like, I was like, hey, you're talking about it, like abusing the title. It's like Rocky. It's like Jesus. How many times are you gonna say the guy's name? Funny, funny. Hardy. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, but that's a name movie. We talked about this. Like name, name. No, movies I know that was a I, joke. I give. <laughs> it's a fucking joke. <laughs> There will be blood, but they never said it. <laughs> they never it's said it. Bullshit. <laughs> bomb the six, sicky bomb. But like, uh, yeah, walk Once upon a time in Hollywood, it's like one of the, just one of the best. It's never said in the movie, but one of the best reveals ever mm-hmm. of like a title, and you see what they yeah, got. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, right at the end. Ah, oh, God, I love that movie. As we all know, as we all know, he doesn't seem too keen on this. So this is like very um, kind of Dirty Dozen vibe. Yep. Like, you know, they got a mission. Like The music. Filming, the music, yeah. Yep. It's very horn heavy. It's like, all right, here we go, here we go. But then what's 
I can't say what's different, but what I, I just, I didn't expect everyone to die in this, you know? I mean, there's three people live. There's yeah. Private Ryan slash Damon, there's yeah. Edward Burns, and there's Upham, yeah. who is like the, the empath of the group. And I just, when you're watching this, I didn't, I, I don't know. I just didn't expect all of them to get taken out. You know, in hindsight, I'm just going to put this out there, putting Jackson up in that bell tower is not a good move because yeah. it's not hard to figure out oh, there is a sniper up there. Let me point a tank or whatever it is and just point it at that. And that's, you know, I mean, that's what happens to him. But I don't know. I feel like he could have been better positioned. Maybe not because he's a sniper. But he should have had a, I'm going to do like a couple kills and get out of here. I don't know. One guy took off his sock and didn't have uh, another one. So he was just going in his boots barefoot. Yeah. That's I think, I think that's well. kind of a, for a few of them because they're just putting that dynamite in the sock. Bomb that sticks, sticky bomb. <laughs> yeah, no, but we're coming up here to um, the look that I want everyone to pay attention to when that Edward Burns gives Damon, where it's like a, there's just so much communicated in that nod. It's like, here we go. You know, here it is. There's something else we should talk about before it happens, because it happens really quick. I want to get it out of the way now. Get it out of the way. How do you feel about earn this? Is it clear? Do you did you understand when you saw it? You know how Hank says to Private Ryan, you know, earn yeah. this. Yeah. Earn it. Um I, mean, I never had a problem with like the I wording, but like a lot of people still really? have an issue. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That it's unclear. You can't understand what he's saying. What does it mean? I, I mean, when I heard it when I was 12, I was like, oh, he means we are saving your life. Yeah. Like, you need to earn this in whatever you, you do, do next. Yeah. Post-war. Like, I got it. But yeah, I get I that. guess it's a little. I don't know. I just I, I didn't think it was like unclear. I, I, a lot of people have had problems with it. So I'm, I take it you don't. No, no, not at all. Yeah. I, I actually, I like it. Fubar is when they describe we breeze right over that but that was a kind of ongoing bit that upham didn't know what fubar yeah he thought it was like german fucked up beyond all recognition i always thought it was fucked up beyond all repair recognition but recognition i mean it could be repair i mean it could they be. both fit like recognition is more mental repair is more physical like we can't repair what mm -hmm. we're looking at <laughs> <laughs> jesus take it easy take <laughs> oh my god we just talked about davies recently in the uh favorite of 2007 because of rescue dawn yeah that's and, right i mean it's it's crazy to think this is only rescue dawn's like nine years after this which in the grand scheme of things isn't like i don't know that long and i, no. I just think he's so <sighs> i love him so much and i think he i don't know <laughs> could have been in a few more prominent roles that you know, that he could have been better in. Roger Ebert said uh, when he reviewed Gus Van Zandt's Psycho, he's like, imagine if Jeremy Davies was Norman Bates. Yeah. It's actually not a bad yeah. call. Like, I love Vince Vaughn, but like, Vince Vaughn is Norman Bates. Yeah, it's okay. Jeremy Davies could be like good. Even Solaris in 2002, you get, he's like this, he's got that skittish thing to him. I don't know. It just works. So this is an interesting scene that I want to talk about because... Yeah, we're going to jump around a little bit. We get uh, Edith Piaf and all that stuff. But when we land back on Damon and Hanks, 
I mean, I didn't realize this, but apparently that uh, the story that Damon's going to tell with all of his brothers and she fell down the ugly tree and hit every branch. That's all improvised, and which is uh, that's right. It's an improvised that. story, which is. Okay, I guess my, I guess what I'm trying to say is. Is Private Ryan worth saving? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I think I, I'm joking. I'm joking. But I think um I think they kind of want you to feel a little bit of that. Like yeah. in Hanks' face. Cause he says, you know, this Ryan better like invent the longer lasting light bulb. It better be worth it. And then he's talking to this this kid who's like 18 years old, telling this like really uh, it's a really dumb story. It doesn't add anything to anything, but it is the story of like a 15 year old, which is probably how mm-hmm. old he was when he experienced that. So I, I don't know. I've just, I, I frankly have never had a problem with anything in, in this movie. I've just heard like criticism about it after, but it's always just worked for me. Like I said, it does breathe. It's definitely long, mm-hmm. longer scenes, but how do you feel about Damon's, you know, story that he's going to tell coming up? You yeah. I'm talking about, right. For all, yeah. For all those reasons that you mentioned, I think it's good because, yeah, he like that's just who he is. Because like, he's not he, like a perfect like no. American soldier boy, you know. Like no. this is a guy worth saving. He's kind of like a, a like a goof, a little bit of a douche kind yeah. of. You know, yeah, yeah. I like, like that. this is a kind of just like a little bit of a dumbass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it's a sort of like shit. yeah. Really? Again, we're this is you're you're the guy that we're risk, that two people have died for already. Okay, all right. Yeah, Jesus fuck. <laughs> now my question is. That coffee scene we just saw, where Tom Hanks couldn't get the coffee out. The espresso maker, yeah. yeah. What do you feel about that scene? What do you mean? It's fine. It's just, it's it's funny. It's a little tension. He's like, oh, I'm trying to, I mean, thing is massive. I wouldn't know how to work that, would you? Like, Yeah, but do you, what is it? Do you think it's needed? Yeah, I think it's a little funny. It just, it, it gives a little rest. I think... I'd rather have him fiddling with the coffee machine than Private Ryan's monologue, if I'm being honest. Like I'd Wow. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't Private Ryan's movie. It's not his movie. I don't I don't give a shit about what he's about to say. I don't I and I think I don't I, I, I can't say what Spielberg's intention was, but I have to assume that part of the idea here is that like this is not the uh, like the golden boy that we hope to rescue. This, this probably isn't the guy who's going to invent the longer lasting light bulb. You know, at least not tomorrow. He's just kind of a dim kid. But like, this is why I brought up the point earlier, way, way earlier, like in the Normandy scene, like these, these kids were like, they're 18. Think about yourself when you're 18. Mm-hmm. And now you're watching like intestines fall out and like all, I don't know, all this stuff. What, you don't like the coffee scene? The what's that? The coffee scene. You don't like it? I, I, I was, as I was watching, I was just sort of like, all right. That's kind I, of like, funny, though. I mean, he's a little frustrated. If he, could get, if he could have gotten a full cup of espresso out of that, would have changed his day. Yeah, it would have. Sometimes it's really a matter of coffee. He would have lived. He would have. Run faster. Yep. Yep. Just a little bit of cow coffee. A little bit of that caffeine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I think this is like kind of an easy an easy scene to write off cuz it's just I don't know, one of those scenes, but I do think this is intensely important cuz you know Tom Hanks just said my wife in the rose bushes all this and he and Damon here is about to go in this like 
story that, I mean, I remember seeing this when I was 12. Like, I didn't laugh. I didn't think it was amusing. And then it cuts to Tom Hanks and like, he's, he's doing like a polite chuckle, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm chuckling because you just told that story. But to me, like, even there, he's like, uh, uh, okay, like, is this what, is this what we're talking about? Yeah. Not like, hey, like I, oh my God, like I can't thank you enough for like doing this. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he just, he even seems like, I mean, you know, Hanks is laughing. It's like kind of funny, but it's not the, it's not the depth I think he, Captain Miller was hoping for from Private Ryan. And then, as an audience, I kind of see this and I go, that, that's my whole point. As an audience member, I watch this and I go, this dude's a kid. Like, he doesn't have any deep experiences. Like, he doesn't have anything to go off of because he's just a kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he looks so tired, too. Yeah, he does. I mean, the beard is, like, really working. You mm-hmm. know, like, it... I don't know, his face just looks white. No supporting actor nominations for this. You get one. Who do you pick? Mm. One supporting actor nomination for Private Ryan. Who do you pick and why? Um, I think I would go with... Um, probably Jeffrey Davies. Jeremy Davies? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I was going to go with Sizemore, but I think Davies is like a good kind of subtle number two, yeah. like, or, or number one for supporting. Yeah, he's really good. I like that. And I love Giovanni Ribisi in this too. I love that. He's so, you know, we, yeah. we learned a little about him, school teacher, all this stuff, but I love that. I'm just saving that for me. Leave me alone. All right, best actor in 1998. Give me who you want to win. Roberto Benigni wins for Life is Beautiful. No comment. Tom Hanks, Saving Private Ryan, Ian McKellen, Gods and Monsters. He's playing James Whale, by the way, if you've never seen that. Famous director, James Whale. He directed Frankenstein. Nick Nolte, Affliction. That's Nick Nolte's best performance and Paul Schrader's best movie. And then Edward Norton, American History X. If you were an Oscar voter at the time, who would you vote for? Um, well, I've never seen Affliction, so oh I feel like God. that's got to be something I need to see. Because uh, if you man. say if you say it's Paul Schrader's best movie, that says a lot. It's not even it's not only his best movie that he wrote and directed. It's Nick Nolte's best performance. Well, yeah, James he's, Coburn he's won the Oscar for it. Yeah, he is intense. Name nope. a bad <laughs> Nick Nolte performance. I mean, what? Why are you laughing? What'd you say? I go, yeah, I know. You've said that twice already. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Double down. Um, um, no, we'll watch that one. We'll watch it. Okay. Um, but, William Defoe is really good in it, in a very non-William Defoe performance. It's great. Okay, well, then, of the ones you've seen? Of the, of the ones that, that were in there, I would go with Edward Norton. Yeah, they'd that's probably, fair. It'd probably be my vote. Is Hank's number two? Hank's probably number yeah, two. Yeah. My number one? Nolte. I'm yeah. not even kidding. I'm not. I Look, mean, this oh is the best God. performance he's ever given. Did I mention that yet? <laughs> Warrior <laughs> might be. No, no. Affliction is just. Affliction is the uh, most realistic 
depiction of a volcanic alcoholic that I've ever seen. Whew. Oof. Volcanic. Volcanic, yeah. I like that word. Explosive. <laughs> The bridge, the Alamo. Upham's the guy with the ammo, so he always has to be there with the ammo. Yep. Oh, boy. But what's cool with um, establishing all this is that we don't... I don't know. Like I feel like in a movie now, we'd get like helicopter shot, drone shot, wide shot, a map maybe of yeah. like, this is what we're doing, but we're just listening to them. And we haven't like... We have an idea of where things are and we know like okay barry pepper's in the tower and uh, this person's here this person's here this guy's running okay like i i get it like you just get where everything is but it's not it's not 100 percent fully clear yeah. on purpose yep. it doesn't want you to fully identify with like oh yeah because they don't know either and i just i don't know i feel like that's something that's lost more and more with movies like we have to explain everything to everyone we have to i don't know well, it's because also when it happens, when you actually see what how the movie unfolds, you're putting together the things that you know and then the things you're seeing, and you're like, oh, okay. That's, uh, and those revelations, are, I think, are more impactful than if you just, yeah, if you knew everything. Nick Nolte is so good in Affliction. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm going to show you that movie. And show, you know who else is in that who's fantastic? Sissy Spacek. Oh, I love Sissy Spacek. Oh, she's great. She's great. Schnolte's love interest. You know, what I was thinking it was, um, you know, going back to the whole. Are oh, you thinking now? I'm thinking. Okay. I'm thinking. <laughs> that's rounders. That's a rounders line. Edward Norton. Oh, you're thinking, Grandma. Yeah, that's, that's great. Right. That's, that's right. Great. That's right. Wait, hold on. Tell me what you're thinking in I a was second. Because we're oh. was, uh, you know, um, going back to the whole opening scene. Yes. We could really start the movie here. You you think we could start right here, <laughs> Sam Rommel? We make a nice little Steven Spielberg short film. <laughs> Saving Private Ryan, <laughs> half. Like, <laughs> now here my my nods coming up, and I love. I mean, the sound here it is. This is it. This is it. Look at this shit. Ryan spacing out, and he wants to connect with him. Burns does. Look at this. I get it. That's the heart of the movie to me. Right yeah, there. I love Normandy. I love everything about this movie. That to me is my favorite five seconds of the movie. That's fucking Just like, great. Yeah, I get it. I get it. And this is, I mean, it, I mean, we shouldn't skirt over like how uh, amazing this final battle is. Like, it's mm -hmm. really good in this town and it lasts for a really long, it lasts longer than it's, the normal. Oh, sequence. way longer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not a good way to start. Oh, man. It's fucking terrible. And then my favorite, um, shot in this battle is when we assume tom hanks's point of view and he's looking at ryan and he just like got it he's in like a fetal position uh -huh. and just like screaming and sobbing fetal position sitting up it's oh my god it's so but then <sighs> this is the genius of spielberg because he started like he has set up this sequence mm -hmm. you know what's happening you know what Ugh. the good guys are supposed to do you know what the bad guys are intending to do and then he still put so much else into this like yeah we're gonna see personal deaths of people that we cared about yeah 
who's the um, toughest death for you in the movie? Oh, Adam Goldberg. Just like the character or whatever. Oh, oh, um, okay, in the whole movie. Uh, Giovanni Ribisi. Oh, it's brutal. Yeah, like that, that, that one. It might be, it might be, yeah, it might be mine too because he like kind of accepts it and, you know, give me more. Yeah, food. there's so much, there's, it's a very layered death scene. The hardest one to watch is Adam Goldberg. Oh, like, that's, that's the hard. Yeah, that's the hardest one to watch. Terrible. Certainly in this in this battle, that's my that's the hardest one. Boom. Oh man. Here we go. Just like Con Air. <laughs> What's that rock? That's a rock. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe you got but no, Con this Air is still here. like. Okay, so they're setting up. I like that they're setting up. Um, kind of early on here that the Americans like they know what's up they're on the offense they can do it like they they got it it's good and then we're about to see some snafus here like I, I don't remember who it is I don't think it's this guy but some guy holds on to the bomb too long yeah and, like, it explodes and then they bring out um they're okay yep. well there it was yeah yep. he held on too long which is like terrifying and then they bring out that um I'm sorry, I don't know the exact caliber of the gun, but it just starts butchering them. You know, the Germans yeah, bring it out. It's like, yeah. do, 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 do. I mean, those bullets are like bigger than my hand. Like, they're massive. And that's, um, again, it's just all really good storytelling. I just wouldn't even know where to begin, like, shooting something like this. I mean, I know you've oh, got, good, you, good you've call. got your like, team. Where- like, how do yeah. you start? Like, how, yeah. how do you go? I mean, you, you would have to, I don't know Spielberg's process in terms of like storyboarding, all that stuff, but you'd have to like plan some of the stuff out. I you, mean, you, you have, have to, to, but you, it. Because too many special effects, too much money is riding on like. Yeah. Like you, like you have to plan so much where you can't like fuck up too many times. No, no. And that's what's so like, it's probably the best compliment you can give a movie is that you're watching it and it doesn't feel like they did any work like yeah and it's like no someone sat behind this and like edited yeah. it and color yep. corrected it and sound makes it all of it but it never feels like that like you yep. never feel oh that was choice like that was an editing yep. choice the only choice the only big like choice in it is the beginning when it's yeah you know not private ryan but other than that i mean i don't know we're just really in it and i'm I'm really taken with this time we're watching it about the lack of uh, like establishing shots to connect us with where we are because the soldiers don't know. So why the hell should we? Sticky bomb, it worked. Sticky bomb. And production design too is just out of control. Like this is such a detailed, torn up city. And I mean, there's, I mean, I don't even, like again, like it's just, you're on such a grand scale with Mm -hmm. this. This is really, really remarkable. Like when you really kind of think about the the making of a movie. Yeah, like none of this came easy. Yeah. Like this all took a lot of thought and a lot of I mean, deliberation. Like, look at that! Look at it all just, that. I mean, they had to create this whole shit. Like all yeah. this rubble. Like they created that. They built yep. that shit from scratch. Exactly. Like, it's nuts. Like there's there's no towns that exist like this. They're like, all right, we'll just go here. No, this is all fucking made. Ooh, oh, that's a great shot. That's yeah, really cool. it really is. Like that shot. Little cliff booth for you. <laughs> like that shot. That's good. Yeah. The guy's an asshole. I love when he, uh, DiCaprio says that guy's an, an asshole. 
I mean, this movie, like... He's a fucking prick. By 1998 standards, like, $70 million was... That was a good chunk of change. By today's standards, that means, like, nothing. Low-budget movie, almost. This movie was $70 million. And me watching it now, I'm like... <sighs> with $70 million, Saving Private Ryan, I'll say that you see every penny on screen. You yeah. Know? There's nothing wasted. Something extra. Here it goes. Boom. Oh, damn. This is a great shot. This actually reminds me of 9-11 when we just saw that smoke coming up oh, yeah. on the streets. Ugh, that's brutal, too. Just thinking. Just boom. Yeah, right in that, right in that tank. Um, All right, here, here's a question. What's your favorite uh, like uh, gun moment? In gun movie, moment? In a movie. In this movie? In any movie. My favorite gun moment in yeah. any movie? I yeah. don't know. Jesus Christ. I mean, yeah, um, that's a good question. I, I don't have like a favorite gun moment. I love when um, Ben Foster pulls out that automatic weapon in Hell or High Water on the highway uh, and he's like, I got this shit and just boom, boom. Oh, I mean, yeah, this yeah. is a really good moment too. Look at you see those bullets spit yep, out, like yep. how fucking big they are. I mean, it's ripping them to pieces. Like that would. Oof. Boom. Yeah, I mean, you favorite gun moment in the movie. I mean, maybe Saving Private Ryan, I can think of it. The fuck do you mean favorite gun moment? Favorite moment with a gun in a movie. Any gun? Yeah. Jesus. That's pretty broad, friend. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what's your favorite gun moment in any movie? Terminator 2. Which when, part? When he, uh, so it's the end uh, chase scene when they're on the um, the helicopter and then the trucks. Yeah. So, so uh, T-1000 is driving the truck. And Arnold finds a way onto the truck, and he's got his like machine gun, and then he just sort of like oh, like, he stands hot. on the yeah, on the yeah, hood on the hood and, and just, just lights him up. <laughs> oh man, dude, that's a fucking great it's, call. It's just it so satisfying. Really, like, I just bought that 4K uh, like Blu-ray, yeah, and I because that was the first time I was able to listen to commentary. And during that scene, James Cameron's like, "Do you know how we drove a helicopter under that freeway?" And the other guy in the commentary is like how he's like, we put the helicopter under the fucking freeway. That's like, the he best say fucking answer. Uh, no, that's great. No, that's a great moment where he's yep. just lighting them up. Yep. Yeah, that's great. I mean, the gun moments in this movie are really good. Like, his, th this oh, is yeah, really these, these so are accurate. Great, yeah, because yeah, his scope, it's like, you see he's taking in wind and um, distance. And we see him... Uh, fail a few times yeah. up there you know it's like but this is what i'm saying like you're this expert nice. sniper like how the fuck is the tank not supposed to get at you start cursing again a lot i was cursing oh, again in the beginning because i, I, I was, you know, nervous, I was picking it up again he's got one focus right you now. said like many episodes ago not many a few ago that you curse more than i do that's just emphatically not true you on this podcast don't fucking think so. harper get down <laughs> Uh, Toast. Berry pepper. That's what I mean. And then everyone has to see that go up and they're like, well, okay, he's gone. No, and, and then again, Tom Hanks counting. That's another one in the tally. Favorite gun moment in a movie. Yeah, I know. Scorsese knows how to set him up really well. He did it in Tax Driver and 
Irishman, just like the guns on the bed. And like, oh, this is what yeah. this one will do. This yeah. is what this, this is what this. And that, that's a nice know. little honey right there. Is that what, what he says? Is that a nice little honey? Is that, that's a nice little honey right there. It's a honey? Isn't that what the guy says when he's... Um, oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a nice little honey. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Good job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, see? yeah. That's right. Yeah. You know what that dude did in real life? I watch movies. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that guy did in real life? Huh. Sold guns and deal drugs. Oh, man. <laughs> Documentary about it. But yeah, he's like, it's a nice little honey, huh? It's a nice little honey. Uh, uh, um, uh, all right, I'm going to put my smiling hot take of this commentary. Um, anyone who thinks Upham is a coward for what happens, mm-hmm. I don't agree with you in any capacity. That's all I can say about that. I've never met a single person in the military who has a problem, not, uh, it's not like a problem, but who uh, questions, I'll say, the decision he makes, because that's the uh, the fog of war, yes, you know, so, how yeah. can you determine what someone's going to do? This guy is not, a, he is, by all intents and purposes, a quote-unquote soldier, but not really. Mm-hmm. This dude isn't, like, combat-ready. This is one of the biggest talking points in the movie. You know, yeah. like he's he's a uh, you can fill in the blank. He's a blank, blank, blank. You know, whatever. He, but I think ultimately, like he's a coward and he doesn't do anything. And I don't um, live through it and tell me. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah live yeah. through it and tell yeah. me how you feel. Yeah, I haven't lived through it, so live through it and tell me what's up because I've uh, my stepbrother, like a important person in my life did was in iraq was in afghanistan and uh you know go through it and tell me how you feel that's all that's all he doesn't have a problem with this scene i'll put it that way i'll put it that way i'm not saying it's like what's right is there anything right in war what's right what's wrong i don't know jesus yeah yeah so chaotic i mean the people killing them are probably young too god you know they're all just young <sighs> oh man, I, this is gonna be so hard to watch. Yeah, one of the very few, if only, hand to hand combats seems. I think to it get is this. the only. I think yeah. in this movie, I think it, yeah. yeah, I think it is, and it's very um. Cause what makes it so uh, great is you hear that guy just gasping, you know, because yeah. he's been shot in the neck, and you hear him uh, uh like straining over it, oh, and he's always God. in the foreground. Yeah, everything about this scene is just so brutal. The guy is well, like, it's so real. It's I mean, we can. I've yeah. I mean, I've been in situations where you know it's like not, knives were involved, but you know it. It just it, it's like what we're talking about. Like you and I have never been shot, but we've been like pricked by a little thing, and you, I don't know. You can just for mm-hmm. that thing to slowly yeah. go in. Uh, I love this when they start. Uh, Hanks and Damon start. Oh, there he is. I love that. Yeah, he's Sides just creeping coming out around the like corner. Launcher. He's like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> Sergeant Horvath. Just got the wind knocked out of me. Yeah, this, uh, what he's doing right here is not cowardice. It's. Oh, God. Yeah. Look at that. Look at the cameras on the I fucking know. ground, yeah, dude. It's on the ground. Where's the DP? Is he on the ground? Where's the operator? 
Uh, uh, that hurts because we know what that would feel like. When yep. I look at, when I watch a movie, it hurts more to watch a paper cut than a gunshot. Oh yeah, for sure. Because I've gotten my pay, I've gotten a paper cut. I've never got oh see, and that's that's his fatal flaw. He brought it out. Yeah. And he gets his weapon taken from him. Ugh. Uh, it's brutal. First time I saw this movie, and again, I'm young, I thought this guy doing the stabbing and this guy walking down was the guy they let go, yeah. you know, it, earlier. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was him. This is not that guy, but the guy who shoots Hanks, that is that guy, you know? Oh, this uh. is terrible. If, if memory serves, he's saying something relatively like nice and peaceful there like oh, it's, wow. it's okay it's okay like it, this is happening I, I don't think that's an exact translation but it's it's not like piece yeah, of shit. you yeah, know it's yeah. some, it, same with the thin red line when they're about to shoot um well that would be a spoiler but i love this i love that <laughs> but the japanese guys are yelling like i don't want to do this don't make me do this ah uh, uh, mother <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, why not give everyone a pistol? They don't give the privates a pistol. They give them rifles. I get this. I get this. Do you think he's like a coward for doing that? No, I'm not going to put that label on it. I mean, I've got my feelings. It's fight about, or flight, like, bro. Yeah, like I, like I, I, he, he I understand. Fight or flight. He stood. Yeah, I understand know? why he did or didn't do it. I mean, I wish he did. Like, but I'm not going to call him a coward. I feel for like this, like, like, like that. That that sucks. Like he's got to go with his life with that now. And even like, uh, I mean, the deed is done. Like you needed to step up when Adam Goldberg was yep. getting stabbed. Yep. Like now that you haven't, like what? There's no need to like. There's, yeah, suss it out. Do you find it believable that he kills the prisoner in the end, the former prisoner in the end? Yeah, you think he would do that? Like lead to it? I definitely do. I think like. Yeah. That's his first and only kill. And he's yeah. like, I know. Oh, I love this scene too. Heave it. The nice chuck. And what's cool is that Damon is doing, he's doing the tapping and then passing it to Hanks because the captain has to throw it. And then you'll see when he gets a little too uh, riled up and he throws it himself right here. Boom. I, I don't know. It's just those details. It's yep. like, no, the private passes it to the captain, just like there, but that one time he didn't. Red. I always remember that, the red yep. popping up from that, from the, the blood. I don't know why. Oh, man, that's a great shot. Yep. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. It's insane. Yeah, like, this isn't, um... This isn't normal for any young person to have to go through, really for any person. It's just like, I don't know. It's not the way it should be. Oh, God, I can only think about his sciatic nerve right now. 
I mean, that just feels like such a perfect German. Just like out of the tank. He's yeah. like, God, go this way, go this way. Schnell, schnell. All right, get the bazooka. As soon as we're in business. Great callback. He hasn't said that since Normandy. Yeah. And now his greatest enemy, Ryben, now they're together because that's what war is. Like yeah. you are. It's about the guy next to you. Yep. Ah. In that shot we just saw when they're crossing the bridge, you have that uh, bell tower perfectly mm-hmm. in the background where Bear Pepper had his fate. Shakespeare in love. Our next commentary is on Shakespeare in love. <laughs> oh. Alamo, Alamo, get off, get off. Oh. Uh, boy. Oh, damn it. I love this, though. He goes, I just got the wind knocked out of me. Oh, there it is. God damn. That's a great catch yeah. by Edward So it's like, boom, I got you. Yeah. Uh. And then what's so incredible is that the next time we see him, Hanks is like Mike, Mike, and he's dead. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. I love Black Hawk Down how he like always steps out in front of open fire and doesn't give a fuck. What do you say? I love in Black Hawk Down one time Sizemore just steps out into open fire and just Yeah, and he doesn't give- move. Yeah. It's just like Duvall. Here we go. This is the first time since Normandy we've yeah. had this like sound kind of slow back Oof. thing. Yeah. Oof. And he's just like out of it. He's like, oh man. Mike. I've showed Oof. Oh. people saving Private Ryan for the first time, like at home, you know? And that's that's always a fun experience is to show oh god i love that oh he just looks like a scared kid yeah which you know mike mike's gone oh god it's perfect um a lot of people had issue with like tom hanks shooting the pistol at the tank and then it explodes and uh, clearly it's the plane you know that, that, that is doing it but thought that was just a little too I remember that getting a little flack, and I'm like, nah. Oh, like, I remember that it's getting this right here. Too. It's this. Like, he has to. That shot right there was like kind of a. To me, it's it's going, I have to sacrifice myself here for. I don't know, the mission. There he is, is our guy. Oh. 
it makes you wonder, like, why the fuck didn't they just blow the bridge earlier? There's another F-bomb. Well, I, I was going to say that, too. I was like, right? why not like, just, like, fall back all the way there and then wait for them? But I suppose there'd be too many. Too many what? People. Like, cause what you don't, people? Americans or Germans? Oh, you mean oh. just blow up the bridge and then they, that would be the end of it. They'd why not blow the bridge before the Germans even show up? Yeah, they, they couldn't cross. I guess because you can have a, a legit fight. I don't know. It wouldn't make for as much of a movie, but yeah, thought, that's, that, like that's, the bridge could have been blown, like, I don't know, a little bit earlier. Like, get everyone over here. If you're not over here, we're going to, everyone's going to have to figure it out. Oh, God, he <laughs> plays. To figure it out. Dying so well. Oh, yeah. Look at him. Shock dying. Yeah, I don't have a problem with this at all. If you think this pistol blows up the tank, I mean, come on. Yeah, well. <laughs> it, it's a plane, you know, angels on our shoulders like that. But that's what's so cool about it is that he's just, this is this is it. This is last, last ditch. It's his last gasp. Yeah. Th- and and all it. he has is a pistol. Yep, that's it. So he's just going to go out and whatever he's got. Yep. Like, which yeah, which sure you see like his surprise it kind of mirrors a uh, Patrick Bateman surprise like when he blows up the the police oh car in the alley I can't he's like what the this. fuck how did I do that <laughs> don't tell me I'm wrong look look at him look at the way Hanks look at the gun or just contemplate stuff he's like what the hell oh there it is he showed up just in time after my entire squad got taken yeah. out. All right, so when you saw this, did you think, like, most of the guys I'm being, you know, introduced here will, like, die? Did you think Hanks was going to die? No, I didn't think. No, because I, 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 yeah, I, I, I thought that the opening guy uh, in the movie was Tom Hanks. Hanks. Yeah. yeah. And that's the trick, and that's, that's why I don't trick. really mind. I love this. Listen to, listen to his voice. Up him. It's okay. Yeah. He moves his hands. That's it. Look at the light creeping through on the sides of the yeah. frame. Dash bin yet. Here's a light. Yeah. I think that's a big moment that he, you know, does that. And oh, it's huge. Him out. Yeah. yeah, it's huge. That's like, that's his character arc, basically. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. You got to think, though, like, think, let's, let's do a little empathy exercise. You are James Francis Ryan, right? And like, this all happens. So you get home. It's like 1945. You're cool. Like, you're starting your life. And then, you know, I think, I think a few people have trouble with the ending. Like, tell me I've been a good husband. Tell me. It's not. I don't know. But people who have trouble with that ending, I would just urge you to, like, try to put yourself in this guy's shoes. Like, he, he goes, he's just, like, a soldier. And then he finds out brothers are dead and all these people came to help him. So, like, I don't know. Just imagine what that would do to your psyche. You know what I mean? Because they all die. Yeah. I mean, just two of them don't die. Two that you don't know well, but like they all die trying to save you. And it's it's kind of like, that's why I think earn this makes sense. And that's why I've never had a problem with like the older Private Ryan going like, did I live a good life? I don't, I don't think we need it, honestly. Mm-hmm. I don't think we need it, but I don't have a problem with it because here it is.
Is that confusing? No, not at all. To 13-year-old me, I was like, oh, I get it. Earn your earn this life. Yeah. You're 18, 19. Like you you have this, you know, earn what's happened. It's a lot of pressure though. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, imagine him like 40 years later having to go through all this and Yeah. It would You'll never actually feel good about your life. Well, that well, Jesus. I'm trying to fucking say that. I, I mean, I think you could feel good about it, but you'll I think never, you, no matter what song, you accomplish, it'll never I be enough. I think you would have this, uh, it's a rescue me term, survivor's remorse yeah, a little bit, which yeah. was not really popular until, survivor's I mean, the term guilt. wasn't pop, survivor's guilt, yes, sorry, thank you, until like post 9-11, but it, it had to, I don't know. He's the poster so child for it. The World War II veterans came back in the, uh, I don't know if it was spoken, I don't know if it was agreed upon, I don't know what, but they basically all just like didn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't talk. You made a family, you got married, yep. you had kids, you started a business, you worked for a business, you like, you <sighs> tried to do what you could to like perform the American dream. Yeah. Like, this yeah. is what it's for. Like you're a veteran, you're this, like here, do it. But it's just, um, I don't know, because of my work with veterans, it really makes me think like, you know, mental health, mental illness, uh, having trouble dealing with horrific things. It's been going on since the dawn of time. It's really nice that people are talking about it now, but it was not always the case. And it just, you know, Gonna have been easy. And no. while as we've hammered home that that beginning shot, like, is a cheat, it's just a fucking great morph cut. Like, it's this is great. Yeah. Like, it, he takes his time with it. And yeah. it, it, the fact that he takes his time, it really kind of, you buy it that it's him. Yeah, you really do. Yeah. You, you could really start the movie here. Just right at the end. <laughs> it's just a five minute short film. Just an old dude going to, going to the cemetery. Are you uh, mocking me? I'll fucking fucking take you out. I've been to that cemetery. Oh, really? Yeah. Guess where it is? Near the Exorcist stairs? No, (laughs) you're an asshole. That's in France. I haven't been there. I have always wanted to go to the Normandy beaches. Um, Just love history. And I I mean, probably partly this movie. Would you ever go? If I was like, I'm going to the fucking Normandy beaches, like where it was, would you go with me? It's just a beach now. Yeah. We'll do it. Yeah take you i'm going like a movie european trip get it all out of the way what else can we cover i never want to dress like this when i'm an old man well that's like a 90s way to dress i know but they still do it like that's it's it's that it's that shirt with that kind of windbreaker jacket it's light and it's elastic that dude can that that shit can stretch yeah windbreaker is a classic grandpa move yeah and the khakis can't, can't have that So you don't have a problem with the cheat, the cheat. That no, it's not at all. I don't either. I, like I don't it. either. I think people get a little hung up on it, but no, nah, I don't care. Do you have any problem with these scenes with like with the cemetery scenes? A lot of people have issues with them. With, I, I with, don't. For like the record, this cemetery you, scene? Or yeah, any the, cemetery. That's how the movie started. And this like, he's about to ask his wife, like, tell me I've been a good husband. Do you yeah, think? Yeah, no, I no, I think it's, I think it's great. I do too. I, it's been weird to me that people have like criticized this. 
Because, I, I mean, he just wants a little validation. Like, it, has it been worth it? Like, have I been good? I don't know. I didn't mind this at all. Maybe he should have asked instead of, t- like, you know, like, at least demanding. Mm-hmm. You know. Have I lived a good life? Yeah. Am I a good man? Say it. See, see, she was forced. That was obligation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, William Goldman always said it would have made so much more sense if this guy, this old guy, was like Edward Burns. And then maybe like Private Ryan walks up behind him. So it's like like a league of their own where all of a sudden they all just come back. and Well, I mean, yeah, well, ish, because that was for like a specific event. But I mean... If you want to make narrative sense, he makes a good point because yeah. this is Private Ryan and he wasn't there for 75% of the movie we just I watched. I mean, it's very I true. I don't really give a shit. I mean, you know, it's all it's all good. I mean, really, if we wanted to start with that narrative, the movie would have started as soon as they met on the tank. And yeah, that's like, right. I mean, you yeah. could have some backstory. I mean, the movie could probably start right here. I think like, so. I think the movie could start right. with Miller's grave yep. and then... Cut right to credits. Yeah. I think we all got it. Cut to the flag. We get it. Do you have fun? <laughs> I had fun. Oh, June 13th, 19th. So he only, yeah, so like not even a week since uh, June 6th from the Normandy. That's how long all that was. Yeah, exactly. It's like a week long. Oh, man. Wow, we did it. Starts, starts with the flag, ends with the flag. Ends with the flag. Start and end, same way. William Goldman did not like that. You didn't like that either? That, how do you have a problem with it? Maybe one other movie that does that, though. I mean, he makes a good point. It's like no other movie does that, where it's that heavy-handed, well, like maybe not literally that. American flag uh, beginning okay, and end. Yeah, American, like, that's the, first the American flag, maybe, but like 1917 ends with the same shot. So. Yeah, yeah. But it's not a flag. It's not a flag. Because no. that's not about America. No, it is. <laughs> It is. It's, no, it's not. It's not about America. Oh, man, that was a lot of fun. Jesus. It's I such guess, a good movie. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I just want people to watch it, watch it again with like slightly different perspective of just, you know, understand how young all these guys were, you know? Jesus, like they were, God, so young. I mean, this this is like this is movie making at its finest when you think about it. Though, like this is not. I mean, we we've got our directors out there, but like you get a script that's this, and then you have to go and make what we just saw. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Jesus Christ, how it's 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 mind boggling to think that this that this movie was so well done and so competently made, and um. And it is what it is today. And Shakespeare and Love One. That's that's it. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's no. crazy. Yeah, this will uh it'll just go down as one of the like seminal American films Very of true. our lifetimes. It just will. And yep. I don't I don't know if anyone else will do it quite like this. I genuinely don't. I don't know if they'll do it like, you know, void of special effects, of all that stuff. Like I don't know. It was a lot of fun to do this and to watch it just kind of all in one sitting and see it through. Brian Cranston, look yeah, at that. Like, there it is. And Nathan, like it's such. Uh, yeah. Uh, Paul Giamatti, look at that. We're like burying the.
Yeah, the credits, the main credits just started, but I think I'm good. You good? Yeah, man. I mean, if you want to call it. What else do you have to say? I mean, um, the, the, uh, the, the, the movie could start here. The movie could start here. Look at that. Captain Dale Die, United States Marine Corps retired. Gotta get that in there. They're retired. Well, yeah. Maximilian Martini. Wow, he Ooh, goes by that's now. a name right there. Maximilian. Maximilian Martini. You know, yeah, if, if, if my name was Max, I'd want to be called Maximilian. Did we settle on, like, what's the best? Here we go. This is how we're going to end. What's the best serious Spielberg movie? Ooh. Ooh. Um, I, think, I think it has to be either this or Schindler's List, but, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I mean, think, we got I this. We got like Empire list. of the Sun, Munich, Lincoln. There's more. War Horse. Oh, <laughs> boy. Uh, the Schindler's List. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I think so. I agree, which is... There's nothing more assaulting than the Normandy sequence in Saving Private Ryan. I think that, I think that goes without saying, but... As a full document, Schindler's List seemed, yeah, it's just, yeah, wow, it's really profound. But that's it. I'm good. You're good. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Holy shit, we made it. Saving Private Ryan, we did it. Hey, it's Alex in real time, all on my lonesome as these credits go out here. Hope everyone had fun. Happy Veterans Day to our veterans. We appreciate you. Leland Orser is the actor whose last name I couldn't get right, the guy from Seven and Very Bad Things. He has 91 film and acting credits. Nick has not seen all of those. Nice try. He actually had a starring role in this indie Faults from 2014. Cool little movie. He's great in it. Ryan Hurst is the name of the actor who played the deaf guy. He was indeed in Remember the Titans, but also, God, so much. We were Soldiers, The Lady Killers, The Walking Dead, and Sons of Anarchy. Teaser for next time. Wow. We just finished recording a massive podcast on Quentin Tarantino, and we had a lot of fun doing it. This Saving Private Ryan commentary was indeed our longest episode to date, and this Tarantino one may... <laughs> oh, God. It may run even longer. Oh, my... We'll see you back here for that one. And as always, thanks so much for listening and happy watching. Hey everyone, thanks again for listening. You can watch my films and read my movie blog at alexwithrow.com. NicholasDostel.com is where you can find all of Nick's film work. Send us mailbag questions at whatareyouwatchingpodcast at gmail.com. Or find us on Twitter at W-A-Y-W underscore podcast. Next time is our epic Quentin Tarantino podcast. We talk about all the movies, favorite characters, favorite needle drops. We have a ton of fun with this one. Stay tuned. <laughs>